0: Captain Picard catch phrases. Make it so and engage. Uh, the 50 best Jean-Luc Picard
1: quotes. He's not very French. Um, no, French was rendered obscure by the 24th century, apparently. I was looking that up today. That like, the culture
2: was just eliminated, I guess. I don't know what the language was. I th- So, number one, I think this show is good. I think both of these episodes could have been just as good and 60 Minutes. I truly yeah. believe that. Um, Certainly the first uh, one. The first one especially. Um, man, oh, man, where there a lot of sequences of people just kind of looking.
1: Um, what percentage of cuts to commercial are Picard staring slightly off camera as the music dramatically swells?
3: Burr, 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 burr,
2: I think burr,
1: like eighty percent, eighty percent of of like of breaks were had that as the lead in.
2: Did you know that all brass instruments that aren't the French horn also became obsolete in the twenty fourth century? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the the only French cultural thing that survived. It's
2: like it's like the crab evolution theory, but for brass instruments. What is that? Carcinization you know about? Yeah, everything evolves to be more like a
0: crab. Yeah. That was some really great, as you know, dialogue of... What's
1: that thing? Travis says the <laughs> thing, and know, then you define
0: what the thing is. Yeah. Still, in case anyone
1: didn't know. <laughs>
2: Why do you have this? people listening who are like, what's that word no. mean?
1: No, it's just That's funny to genuine... actually hear it done in real life. <laughs> yeah. Was just, it was very
0: like when we watch one of these oh, shows yes. where we talk about exposition. People keep
2: telling me things genuinely nicely, and I'm <laughs> getting real defensive about <laughs> This is the, defen- it. Yeah, the defensive Steven <laughs> episode. <laughs> Like, hey, (laughs) I think I'm doing fine. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world.
0: Star Trek in Colon. The next generation. Star Trek colon, as you know, because that's right. It's time to boldly go where many podcasts have gone before and (laughs) continue to go. Oh, my God. So many recapped programs. I listen to three podcasts that happen to be on networks or are like part of... Group nerd things that happen to be like in any way, shape, or form affiliated with a Star Trek podcast. So, the number of times I hear an ad for a Star Trek podcast are so high, but that's not today, even though it is a Star Trek podcast, because this is, as you know, a television show dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television program in existence. I am your erstwhile captain who is experiencing time non linearly. I am Ian Benson. Joining me as always, he has built a spaceship. He has built a Space Station harvesting the power of a wish-granting jellyfish. It's Travis Marmon.
1: How's it going, everyone? We're not going to do and an Im- imitation of that guy. I don't remember what his deal Is I just remember having bad hair. That guy yeah. should <laughs> uh, really needed to be played. I guess I could have been be like, play. stop! No! Ah! That, I was...
2: I desperately wanted that guy to be played by Will Forte. I was like manifesting him being Will Forte. <laughs> he in. does
1: have big Will Forte. I get exactly variety. what you're talking It's the hair, it's so frankly. It's like, that's the kind of stupid <laughs> way Will Forte would put on for something. And uh,
0: going on a date on the Deck um, with his, ex- oh, his ex-girlfriend. Okay. It's
1: Stephen like uh <laughs> Next time we'll go to Monterey Bay. See see, I would have thought you would have given me that one because I found warfare very relatable in that scene where she was just like, Can you say it was anything other than like stimulating? Very stimulating. <laughs> or whatever. Very like, stimulating. Yeah, it's like, Can you make it clear you had a good time at this thing? And he's like oh. Travis, <laughs> I don't think of you as
0: very Klingon like though with the thing.
3: Yeah,
2: he he does not Thank have you. any
0: honor or loyalty. <laughs> that is true.
2: <laughs> Travis Travis is a man of dishonor in all things. Practical man. He says he says why, he says, "Why would I grill my hot dog when I could put it in the microwave? It's
1: quicker."
0: I haven't done that in years. Or I could put it in my uh, hot dog toaster. The worst no, invention ever. Mom,
1: my mom's worst gift.
0: What is the name of the weapon, Stephen? What what weapon? Phaser or what? What well, which weapon? No, there's the Klingon the blade thing.
1: thing. Oh no. no, the
0: tachyon pulse was,
1: yeah, sorry, not, it was.
2: to actually act. I'm
1: not. I'm not going to be able to help you on any sort of lore-related things on this one. So yeah, I,
2: don't,
1: I yeah. I'm I mean, I'm supposed to be being guided for bat- this lift? episode. It's a batleaf. I know so Bat-lift.
0: much ambient Star Trek shit without having I'll seen much of it. i that. uh, And that's why it was finally time to cover one of the the great white whales of this i of think of it's interesting podcast, that the three trek of us television.
2: actually just don't really have an in here that's which that's like pretty crazy
0: <laughs> really that's, that's what we were running into is that we're just like eh, eh, eh. but yeah no I, uh, mean like, we I mean like i mean like none of
2: us have watched star trek is what i
0: mean i i it's kind of me that was what i was getting at sorry but um yeah uh, but yes, we covered Star Trek: The Next Generation, the American science television series created by Gene Roddenberry that aired from September twenty eighth, nineteen eighty seven to May twenty third, nineteen ninety four, in syndication. One hundred and seventy eight episodes over seven seasons. It was the third Star Trek series, uh, and follows the continued adventures of the United States space. What is what is USS? What, United States ship. United Star space ship Starfleet yeah. ship. Whatever. The uh, the USS Enterprise uh, is it and its the United States the in Milky Way. whatever the twenty fifth century? It's not. I just Isn't was like, like what is USS like is United go- States.
1: It's like, yeah, is but there like it's, one world
0: government in Star Trek? Uh, it's part of the United Federation of Planets and Starfleet.
1: So I don't know. United I would be Starfleet pretty funny. ship.
0: I think, USS I doesn't make it would
1: be... sense. It just sounds familiar to viewers. I think. With I why think they went one that. of the
2: funniest ways to like die would be. To watch, like, be like, okay, there's this alien menace and every scientist being like, we could fight it back if we just united as a front of the world and we just couldn't do it. We're just like, nobody could decide who the leader was because the world is the world. Or like, we have to fight the aliens and everybody's like, mm, I'm not
0: going to do it the way that. Mm. Steven is describing my understanding of the three-body problem coming to Netflix oh, next Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> I think there's something about world governments doing a bad job cooperating and not torpedoing various
1: efforts.
2: Yeah, it, it really... Su-
1: I mean, there was, um, like, on a more serious level, like, Alex was comparing the last episode to Arrival, and that has a lot of that going on as well in a non-comical, satirical way, but just, like... And also, those aliens aren't actually threatening. They're trying to get us to not annihilate ourselves or whatever.
0: Well, yeah, of course, you could... You- uh, you could draw any parallels to any number of science fiction things because it's fucking Star Trek and everyone watched this shit if they went on to write science fiction. I kept, <laughs> I kept, origin think, I kept point about, um, of
2: Slaughterhouse-Five, which is like obviously a very different tone yeah, that makes in sense. the Unstuck
1: in Time, but um, and the guy just has no power at all. I mean, frankly, I was getting big The Father vibes from the first half of the second episode. Uh, when you
0: Google Kurt
1: Vonnegut's Star Trek, you get a Wikipedia page.
0: Sorry, a Star Trek fandom page about Kurt Vonnegut in He's the probably universe mentioned of Star time. Trek. Yes. Yeah, uh, which is good. I love when that happens. No. Uh, on what is everyone's relationship with Star Trek, if at all?
1: Zero. Never had any interest in Star Trek at all. Always, frankly, seemed really boring to me, and like. Sci-fi in general, I often bounce off of, like, I'm just not that type of Travis did have a
0: visceral reaction in the group chat when he learned that he had to watch three hours of Star Trek this weekend.
1: Well, any time we're watching three hours TV is a a tough one. But I was also having Ah. traumatic flashbacks to watching three hours of Babylon 5, which this is much better better. than because things happen. Um, It's not space diplomacy, although I was under the impression that most Star Trek is space diplomacy, But I guess it's more just the Roddenberry like utopian kind of vision of like it's about coming together to like solve issues. But it's not necessarily author talking and sorting doing the West Wing on a space station or whatever the fuck is going on in Babylon 5. Yeah. So I had none whatsoever. I'd never seen a single episode of a single Star Trek series or film. Um, Neither the original run or the Abrams ones. Uh, That is a gross oversimplification of the way the movies have worked exactly um yeah just like i know i knew a lot of proper nouns through osmosis like certainly all the main crew members or the majority of them i recognize but yeah and like a new next generation is like probably the most acclaimed one overall i don't want
0: to wade. i do not i do not want to wade into that territory that you it's just like it is the
1: one that like when you're like when you're asked me to picture star trek or like things associated with it like it's from this um, I, I, because I, I like wait to OG series, I feel like gets a lot of more like, it's kind of cheesy. Like, and, you know, it's from the sixties. Like it just is dated Travis, and I don't know. me. I writing a, a, a 600 word
0: care. response to what you're saying. <laughs> 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 I,
1: I will anger him as much as I want as I do like once a week in the learned <laughs> league chat. <laughs> My relationship with Star Trek is I
0: have seen 11 Star Trek movies.
1: Are there 11?
0: No, there's more than that. I really thought there were like six. Oh, you know what? I've only seen 10 Star Trek movies. I'm sorry. Jesus. No, there are 13 movies.
2: I've seen two, I believe.
0: I have seen the original Three. series' is six movies. I watched that because blank check covered them. And then I have seen First Contact, which is weirdly, I think, the first Star Trek movie I saw. First Star Trek-related thing I saw.
2: And then the next one's Wrath of Khan, right?
0: Yes. Uh, no, that's not it at all uh and then i have seen the um the the reboot movies i've seen the two jj abrams and i have seen then the um uh i think it's Justin Lin they did yeah, a third Justin one Lin. yeah yeah that one's like a lot of fun because the first two are like not anything actually like star trek they're like jj abrams is like I was yeah, a star they're big action kid.
1: movies yeah
0: yeah and star trek beyond still has action but also has a scene yeah. where like uh, they uh, they play like the Beastie Boys to destroy an army of robots or something like little like drones. I do remember about
1: Beastie Boys appearing in a Star Trek movie. I thought it was in the first one though. Maybe do, it's, they, it's a callback. I was like, it's, isn't there yeah, a thing they, where like Kirk is like training and like sabotage is playing or some shit? Uh, he uh,
0: he uh, crashes a car as a child that he steals to sabotage. And He's then later, to five
1: hundred year old songs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Story. Well,
0: they're literally in beyond. They are like, oh,
1: classical, interesting choice when they decide to start playing <laughs> this, which is a good joke. They should to be do, listening to like Devourment or something. That would be if I the thing it, about like, oh, why yeah.
0: I saw all of those movies is I think Chris, Pro- Chris Pine is fantastic and very good, and the way he says Jarnathan seventeen times in the Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons movie delighted me every time. He's good in that movie. So
2: I think I, if I were writing a star, like a star movie, a star
0: movie, maybe a star war, maybe a movie about, no,
2: a future star, a future, a future sci-fi movie. I, I might like kind of be afraid to tackle music because I feel like, like every time that happens, I'm like, but what about the last 500 years? Show me one of those songs, but you can't. Yeah, you simply cannot. Yeah, uh, and I and I get that, but um, but you either go the Guardians of the Galaxy route, where you're like, he had a tape player from his mom. I mean, Guardians of the or Galaxy was so also
0: like, set in
1: 2023. Correct. That's right. <laughs> like
0: it's not I, 500 years in the future. Yes, it's present I know, day. <laughs> I know, I know. Or like, where does
1: like uh, where does um, in Dan and the Modal Nodes or whatever like figure into this? Well, we're I not. It's actually a long giz. time
0: ago. So that, we're not doing this. <laughs> I don't need to do this. <laughs> don't you <laughs> fucking yeah, say That's
2: a. That's a long time ago. I think if it were me, I would just
1: like take a.
2: I'd probably just pick a decade and be like cyclical.
1: You <laughs> I, know, trends always yeah come up again and again or whatever. Yeah. Exactly.
0: This is what Brian David Gilbert got so correct in the. Uh, the uh unraveled for Fallout music where he decided to invent reinvent ska. It's just the idea you pick a genre and be like, ah oh, that's what's most popular. That would be that that
1: would be it. Yeah, the future everyone loves ska. Yeah. Again, it should be all like slam death to me. And like they view it the way we look at like romantic classical. You know who's really cool? Patrick Stewart? Oh, definitely Patrick Jean-Luc Stewart. Jean Luc
0: Picard. Patrick well, Stewart fucking rocks. It's cool. Patrick Stewart kicks ass.
1: I'm not super well versed in Patrick Stewart's career because, again, I never watched this, and I was not an X Men movie guy. Except when I do think of him, I think of one moment in Logan, this most perfectly delivered line, which is, "I have to pee." Um, <laughs> that's what this great Shakespearean actor means to me.
2: I thought I my favorite Patrick Stewart choice was was in the in the scene where he's like where he's like. That's exactly your problem, Worf. You do have a sense of honor and loyalty. <laughs> yeah, when he's basically I, like, I know you like, too it's like, well. He's like, you always take advantage of it. And he's like, that's because it works.
0: <laughs> it rules so much. It is it is extremely when your friends are razzing you because they know you well enough to be like, come on, dude. Don't act like you wouldn't, aren't going to do this. It is, it is the yeah. time that Travis got a phone call from a friend of ours in college where she was drunk and asked for Travis to come tuck her into bed or whatever. <laughs> and I was putting on my shoes and Travis was like, what are you doing? And I was like, we can spend 10 minutes with you pretending you're not going to go over there and we're not going to go hang out with her or I can go, or we can be there by the time this conversation will be done. Like we don't have to do this anymore. We're 22 years old. We know how this is going to shake out. Let's go hang out there. And that's exactly what we did. No, oh, uh, to answer your question, uh, in 1966 Patrick Stewart became a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company's Broadway, West End, received all manners of awards for his performances there. Uh you know, it was it is uh he he'd appeared in things like I Claudius and Tinker Tailor Soldiers by the uh the drama version on BBC. And you know, was one of those people who is um I would say kind of in the like uh like an Anthony Hopkins sort maybe of mm-hmm. the just like really respected acclaimed oh, actor guy. and then he takes a genre role and everyone's like we love you so fucking much you're the fucking best everyone adores you because you committed treasure. to in-
1: selling this like this dialogue and he, these cheesy costumes and these bad sounds on this bad looking stage. perfectly so
0: he 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 treats it with the gravitas that it deserves and he's amazing in it he is so good um yes my my first exposure to him is of course um I mean, actually, it might not be. Oh, you know what? Oh, I know what the first time I ever saw Patrick Stewart was in. And I bet it might be the case for a few of you. By that, I mean both of you. By the first thing I saw Patrick Stewart was a 1993 movie that I saw as a child some years later where he plays King Richard. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Is it an animated film? No. Then give me some space because I need to pump up. Is it sneakers, Robin that's Hood right. Men in It's Robin Hood Men in <laughs> Tights where he plays King Richard. Uh, I think men 1
1: before I saw Robin Hood Men in Tights. Okay. I'm I was going to sure.
0: say 100% probably the first exposure I had to Patrick Stewart is Robin Hood Men in Tights where he shows up at
1: the very I, I've, end. I've
2: almost, I've almost watched that movie so many
1: times. Do I need to just remember It's it? not, a good, not a good Brooks. I, I don't know. I, th- I
0: think it might have some moments. I haven't I they seen all have like either.
1: some jokes that are good, but it's one of the ones that overall I find is not a very funny experience. But yeah, I do. I, I
0: just yeah, Patrick Stewart appears as a send-up of I think it's Sean Connery appearing in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, as King Richard at the end. So they send Patrick Stewart out there, and he just shows up and does it with again tremendous gravitas. But yes, of course, he. This is where my, I get to talk about it. This is my moment. He has played. Charles Xavier so well that he has redefined what that character is. Because do you know you know what's the great secret, Travis? Um, other than that he killed his evil twin or
1: whatever in the I womb, know, like know you said it. last we, week.
0: I don't mean the characters I don't mean like things the character has done, of which he has many terrible secrets. He's not he wasn't ever British. He was never British. He's from upstate New York, basically. And then Patrick Stewart played <laughs> him like, Go Bales, <laughs> <Professor> X. <laughs> Patrick Stewart played him there like, uh, we gotta change all this. And then suddenly he was like, oh yeah, because it was like, oh, he was raised br- he was raised in a bunch of spots, spent some time in Israel. That's where he met Magneto, and then Patrick Stewart played him, and they were like, and he's been British all along. He is he's one Charles of those rich. Xavier New is a
1: really British
0: ass name. Yeah. But like but if he was I do not remember
1: Chucky X.
0: I mean that's a- why that's why Mag- I mean that's why Wolverine calls him Chuck. Uh, Chaz Xavier yeah, like, I, they just, he's, it, it is, his family's home is the a school for gifted youngsters, and it's just outside of, like, New York and all of that, no. but then they were like, oh, yeah, uh, he's just like, yes, he attended
1: Oxford and then lived in London for a long time. Much like in Star Trek The Next Generation, when they were like, yeah, he's French, but it French rules. wasn't really a thing, he just, Jean, he's just from France, and they, the name is a tradition, I guess, but... The implication to me, and I'm sure there is like a Star Trek person who's like screaming at their phone or whatever Mm -hmm. right now that wants to like beam into my room to tell me all of this. But it seems like France was like conquered by the British or something.
0: No, what happened, Travis, was uh, there was a series of wars that kind of destroyed all world governments Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sometime in the 20th century. 21st century or something like that there's a series of wars and then there's like a great dark age of of humanity and then zephram cochran is his name invents the warp drive sorry hold point?
2: on hold on it's called the i took a note i took a note the post-atomic calamity period
0: <laughs> yeah shit like that they say these <laughs> things and you're like what but yeah there was uh yeah so there was a series of wars and then uh man was fractured and then zephram cochran Built a, uh, a warp drive that attracted those Vulcans. This isn't Star Trek. The first contact, the movie I've seen where they travel through time—that's uh, the Next Generation movie I've seen where they, they do a bunch of time travel nonsense and they wind up on the Arrow. where that from? Cockham lives, and um, uh, I think I'm saying that right. I love I how that's a like
1: a—that's a real like 16th, 17th century ass name, uh, and he's played by James Cromwell in the movie. Um, perf- oh my God. Perfectly oh my ca- perfect God. casting for a guy named Zephyr.
0: And he's like a grumpy guy to, who just, like- <laughs> a grumpy guy that they're all like, you're, you're, you know, uh, evangelized for these things. And he's just all grumpy, but he is the guy who says when they explain to him that I they're. I fucking love James he's Cromwell. He's so good. It was originally I going to be Tom me. Hanks and he couldn't make the schedule work because he's a huge Trekkie apparently. And then they were like, James Cromwell. And I was like, that's probably better because it'd be weirder if it was Hanks. But I yeah. guess it was yeah. like 96, so it wouldn't be as weird. But, um, No, uh, this is a a running bit with a friend of the program, Mike Fox, a huge Star Trek fan, is that my favorite line on Star Trek is in First Contact, where James Cromwell, after they explain that they're from the future, inspired by an organization, and work for an organization that is inspired by his ideals, he just goes, it sounds like you're on some kind of Star Trek. Like, he says it. (laughs) He does the thing, and it's like so stupid or whatever, and I love it so much. And it's Cromwell saying it, and you're like, hell yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, that my Star Trek, my, 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 my beautiful, uh, my beautiful Star Treks. Um, yeah. And Star Trek is, you know, a weird, the beautiful thing about Star Trek is that it is a weird series of franchises based on the ideas of one like leftist utility, like utopian hippie who's just like, there's no money in the future. And you're like, oh, okay. But, like, it's also still firmly grounded in, like, 60s concepts every now and then. And and for its grand vision of the universe and all of these things, they had to deal with the financial constraints. So most aliens just have rubber foreheads. That's, that's the
1: division. <laughs> I, I also do like the implication. I mean, this is common in sci-fi in general, obviously. But just the, like, wow, we made contact with all these alien races. And we figured out, yep, you can fuck them. Like <laughs> that's just that is always been part of Oh, so Star Trek! I did get asked by a friend of mine recently, "Would you fuck? Would an you alien? fuck an alien?" Yeah, it was after like the I think the recent UFO guy. Uh, he asked me specifically um, that his wife and him were discussing, "Would you fuck an alien? If so, is it cheating or a scientific venture? If no, why not?" Wow! Um, and I said, "No, I would not." Can you imagine the potential interplanetary STDs? But. I feel like that would be the problem—is you
2: just get an infection because like half the half the STIs that exist are from people fucking things that aren't humans. Yeah. So it feels like that would just be the next logical step. But like, step. imagine how
0: bad they'd be if they're from another planet. Uh, these and- are these are all really great points, and I wish that I could. I wish that I would say. I wish that I had the strength to say no, but.
1: Well, I also said, I said, it's not cheating unless the alien is particularly humanoid. But then again, why would I be fucking a non-humanoid alien? And he said, that was also my logic minus the STDs. But his wife, quote, was ready to fuck any extraterrestrial thing out there, which has me a little shook. (laughs) (laughs) As somebody who has an
0: saved image on my phone, that's just... Uh, It's the XKCD with a bunch of people on the train, but they're all thinking the same thought, but the thought that is originally like, wow, look at all these people who have the same, you know, interior lives as me or whatever it said is instead replaced with, I want to have unprotected sex with an elf. Um an image that I think I sent like a week ago to somebody. I'm just like, sign me up for the alien experience. Well, let's go. I played Mass Effect.
1: That's let's also like wh- which conception of elves are you, like... are you talking about? You're talking like Santa's elves or you're talking like Lord of the Rings elves? it right, was Lord, Lord of the Rings different. related either, either <laughs> or like D&D, but I just
0: the uh, phrase unprotected sex is really what made it so funny to me. I want a raw dog <laughs> and elf. Yeah. Just, no, even raw dog would be less funny than just something <laughs> about like the almost clinical unprotected sex with the yeah. elf. So, it's fine for Star Trek to be a horny episode, is what I'm going to say. I, yeah, for
2: sure. I mean, everybody in this show is played by humans, so it's really not weird at no. all. But I think, I think something that's pretty universal about sci-fi is it's either you can fuck the aliens, or, like, you can't fuck the <laughs> aliens. <laughs> like Not like you can't, like, oh, they don't have the right parts, but, like like, the Morinth like the praying mantis like there's yeah. always like a oh that's actually the succubus race
0: of aliens um which i'm sure there's
2: there's got to be an episode The Human Experience that, right? seven is
0: seasons? The Human Experience is wanting to kill things or wanting to fuck things or wanting to fuck things that you have to kill or wanting to kill things you have to fuck uh that's all it is and science fiction embodies that by making different shirt, colored yeah. people to for you to be you're like wow look at that this one's green that's not a metaphor for anything they're just Twi'leks. Hi, Zoe Seldana. No, that's no. That's Gamora. She that is. That
2: person is green. Yeah, but she's not a Twi'lek. Mean? I didn't say she was a Twi'lek. I was giving another
0: example. Just a,
1: oh. a, a sexy alien. Hey, when you said hi, color.
0: Zoe Seldana afterwards, I was like, she never played a Twi'lek.
1: That's not what I said. I'd believe you if she said she did because there's now so much fucking Star Wars shit that I will not it's watch.
0: It's but... wild. Do you realize that Zoe Seldana is like the actress who has been in the most highest grossing films like ever?
1: because it's every recent Avengers associated movie and then of course The Terminal I don't know what the other ones would be Oh, and She's Avatars. in both Avatar in, is, movies she is She's in The, in the Terminal yeah. She's, She's in, in two Avatar movies She's
2: I in. I think The Terminal is one of the highest grossing movies of all time Travis. I don't know Man Is
1: Spielberg The Man Makes Back You don't remember when Terminal Fever gripped the nation and we were all talking in that accent Travis I watched that. <laughs> I watched that. I watched that movie at
2: least five times. That's no. not a joke. I have seen the turtle at even, least five times in my life. I didn't even
0: finish that movie. Um, uh, Zoe Saldana's Jones films. Movies that Zoe Saldana uh, has uh, has been in have grossed fourteen billion dollars. There are only three actors who have grossed higher than her: uh, Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., and. Um, and Samuel L. Jackson because they're in more of the, the Avengers-related things. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Is is what the divide is. But Zoe Saldana is only in like the three Guardians, two and Avengers, the and then Avatars, and also uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, I believe, or two.
2: Let's talk. Let's talk less about Zoe Saldana. But Zoe Saldana
0: about- was in Star Trek. The the as uh, she played Uhuru in those movies. <laughs>
1: God. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, I just watched the King of the Hill. Play I just watched the King of the Hill yesterday where Bobby joins a trivia team as their pop culture expert. And at some point he's like watching TVs in a mall and having a panic attack. But it's shown as his mind being like he sees Kelly Clarkson on TV and then Kelly Clarkson starts naming like someone who's in something and then someone else who's in this who's in this with and you lean over to Isn't Alex it, and you are like I said, this is what my brain is like all the time. Oh, okay. I was going to say
0: you lean over to Alex and you're like that's Ian
1: the, even more so. Yeah. Mine is randomly throwing in some athletes and where they went to school. Uh, Encounter at Farpoint. The pilot episode, the series premiere, the
0: two-parter. Because a lot of Star Trek's two-parters. And this one is impossible to find. For both episodes, all I could find were the cut-together two uh, hour-and-a-half versions. So we watched a lot of Star Trek. to
1: bring Yeah, this both up to of these today. were technically two. And yeah, I was reading, this was one that was written, envisioned as like a... Normal length pilot and execs were like, "This got to be a TV movie, basically." Wait a minute! So that's why it goes too long. Kerry Hiyuki Tagawa was in this episode.
0: Is he a guy the in the crowd of Shang people Tsung. being like, he's, "He's Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movies and games."
2: Oh, I bet he was one of the guys in the in the jury looking. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah,
0: him. yeah. It's Mandarin bailiff. Gallery. I just completely missed that it was him. Mm, Mandarin bailiff, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a role! <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Mandarin LSU linebacker. Gr- yeah, I was gonna say
1: that's a great <laughs> linebacker name. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. My favorite Georgia linebacker, Mandarin Bailiff.
0: <laughs> Did you guys know about the character Q going into this? No, I was I've, not in, into I've Q heard, at this I've time. I've heard,
2: I've heard references to Q from that group of friends. In
0: Various Columbus. nerds we know. From yeah, from your yeah. geek friends all my friends but i peaks. didn't
2: i didn't really know what he, it they he capital h he i don't fucking know
1: she's <laughs> uh, definitely in any pronouns uh type. i'd say so he's presenting um, as male in these episodes but that's just it's a it's more familiar or whatever for but yeah, it's for it's, everyone.
0: I would love if some of my trans friends were like, I'm I'm in this form so that you may find it more suitable or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like just starting to talk, like being like, yes, you perceive I me didn't as want this. To,
2: I didn't want to scare you. Yes. So oh yes, this is this is a, this is a form that you may form. find
0: more, you know, easy to perceive your small mind. <laughs> <laughs> just fully talking like That's
1: extremely good. <laughs> <laughs> Being very, um, very pursed lips with you all the time, also. <laughs> Q rules so much. I love this character. I do. <laughs> this is like a Q. Genius idea.
0: I, I do really like you.
2: John Delancey's amazing.
0: Also in this.
2: Right, and speaking of which, I uh, I clearly want to cast everyone in this show. Um, As someone who had a stint on SNL, because my brain went, I want this to be Phil Hartman. I thought Phil Hartman would be incredible in this role.
1: Oh my God.
2: (laughs) My brain just was like, I'm recasting everybody. I don't know. It was like he gives me like James
1: Woods vibes, but more of a fancy lad. I don't know. Yeah. okay it's, so it's I very, googled
0: to see if Phil Hartman ever appeared in Star Trek or ever did anything Star Trek related and there is apparently an SNL episode where Clinton yes President
1: Clinton goes to a Star Trek convention as played by Phil Hartman that seems good I thought you were gonna say well I got the Star Trek fandom wiki and Phil Hartman exists in their universe and has thought of this yet? Yeah. in <laughs> entertainment oh, I'm, at Saturday of Night Live. Past. I'm at memory
0: memoryalphafandom.com. Saturday Night Lives page is where I learned this do not get it wrong
1: you but, may remember um, me from such Star Trek franchises as he's he was the funniest person alive he was the he, fucking yeah, best
0: he's, he's very good the way he eats McDonald's in that one Clinton goes running <laughs> sketch <laughs> where he just like the way he just I haven't are seen. you done
1: with that <laughs>
0: and just like <laughs> the way he just sneaks over to each person uh yeah he would crush it but uh I do not want to take away from John Delancey's performance which is uh fantastic know.
1: This is some but, serious uh, scenery
0: chewing. It's 2364. Stardate 2364. I think that's how that works. Stardate works.
1: Oh, okay. Um, that started, it no, I just said what today is. Oh, okay. 91023 like is seven, September eight, 10th. Eight, eight or whatever. Tw- yeah, I
0: don't know. Okay. Uh, you know what? Actually, I can get you that. I mean, yeah. Any anything we do ask episode, we can str- look up. It's, stro- it's astrology. It's astrology stuff,
2: Travis. Uh, started
0: is it. a five-digit number followed by a decimal point and one more digit. Example: four six two five four dot seven. The first two digits are forty-six. The four stands for the twenty-fourth century. The six indicates the sixth season. The following three digits. Hmm. Will, wait, what? Oh my gosh! Is this? It's
2: are we meta. breaking the fourth wall?
1: I mean, how do you even really determine this. dates when you're just in outer space? Wait, Tasha Yar time. died?
0: I couldn't tell that at all from the episode that we watched. Good name, Tasha Yar. Uh, we are infuriating some friend of ours right now. i <laughs> just saying these this things. This is our most triggering
1: episode. <laughs> Her blood is boiling. Fucking come um, at me, nerds. <laughs> Yeah, you'll show. I the do feel like, in the yeah, like you said, like we all know a lot of people who watch Star Trek, but I've never like had a conversation about Star Trek like with any of them. Well, that's because you're, like that's because like you're the, not nerd accepting. Yeah, even
0: though you are a nerd, you wouldn't tell your way. friends about this. You've played more Pokemon than anyone
1: not yeah, named Yeah, Like Steven. I have shit I'm a huge yet, nerd about. But like, yeah. I feel like it's like that Onion article that's like people talking about Dune at party, unaware that absolute Dune freak right behind them, like prepared to talk about. <laughs> But also, I feel like,
0: no offense, Travis, other than a very few occasions, are there various pop culture related things where you're like, no, I don't know about that. Tell me more. Usually you go like, sounds boring, and like walks away. I don't know
1: about that on purpose.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, I would. Others are like, oh, we can't talk about this with Travis. Travis will be mean. But yes, it is 2364. The new flagship of the United Federation of Planets, the USS Enterprise, is traveling to Deneb 4 for its maiden voyage. Now, of course, we have seen the original Enterprise. Well, maybe not even the original
1: Enterprise. I say, isn't the, isn't the Enterprise in the OG series also? It is. It is. It's. 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 They're both the Enterprise. Is it a legacy uh, name, uh, like, or is it, isn't a, it like
2: a, Isn't it like an Enterprise? Didn't they so say, this say is it's the, like, Enterprise the name of the D?
1: model? It's a yeah, Galaxy, the, yeah. galaxy yeah. class D. star cruiser or something. Yeah, the, the oh yeah. man, they are
0: so mad at us, all of them right now. Good. <laughs> the Enterprise D is the one in uh, uh, Next Generation and the film Generations. It gets replaced over time, and I think uh, Star Trek ship named the Enterprise Ick. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the. Um, Okay, so the the USS Enterprise NCC seventeen oh one is. I'm sorry. What are those letters and numbers combination? NCC seventeen oh one. The USS so, Enterprise NC seventeen. You need. to is like you North Carolina, Carolina Central. A, a, oh, that's where you went. Not yeah, no children. Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Pl- yeah the USS Enterprise. Pleningos you will see an erect penis in this. Are, <laughs> No, uh, that is okay. So it is the the seventeen. The 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 original Enterprise is the one in the series, um, and then throughout the movies, it gets upgraded to like the A or the B, or the C and the D and so on and so forth. Uh, the U.S. Enterprise G is captained by the uh, by Seven of Nine, played by Jerry Ryan, a person who I know as being pretty hot based on the way all the Star Trek nerds I know talk about that character, but. None of that matters, because we are here, we are introduced uh, for the first time since, you know, uh, let's see, there was, uh, this was the first television program that had picked up on Star Trek in 13 years, and there hadn't been a Star Trek movie, well, they had just done, uh, there was a Star Trek movie just the year before The Voyage Home, with the original cast and crew, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Star Trek IV, Uh, that's the one with the whales and the time travel. But this is only the second
1: live-action series, right? Yeah, there was an animated series that that it happened. Um, And this is, like, almost 20 years at this point after
0: original Star Trek run. Yeah, and, like, what had also happened is, like, the movies had a run, like, 10 years after the series basically ended. Because Paramount was like, hey, this Star Wars was pretty big we got to do something about it. What do we got in the stable? And they're like, you got the Star Trek thing. And they're like, great, let's make her on Star Wars. And then they made Star Trek, the motion picture, which is one of the most boring films ever put, (laughs) put to fucking uh, celluloid. Like I watched it drunk during lockdown because the podcast blank check. We're doing these, and when I hit the group chat to say that that had my Star Trek fans in there, and I was like, "Hey, I'm watching Star Trek: The Motion Picture. I've only ever seen Wrath of Khan. I'm gonna check these ones out." Because blank check, multiple people in that were like, "Ian, don't do it. Ian, stop. I love Star Trek. Don't watch that
1: movie. It's a very and rare is, movie franchise. People like don't watch the first one.
0: <laughs> oh, the the thing with Star Trek fans is they're only like every other movie is good. Which is I have heard. True.
1: Yeah, I have heard the thing that's only even numbered Star Treks so are real or whatever." And then everyone's like, "Well,
0: that doesn't hold up with this one because it goes slightly askew." But if you add Galaxy Quest into it, which you should, then it counts. Because <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy Quest is like the best Star Trek movie. Galaxy Quest is so good. It's so fucking funny. But yeah, so they they had um, they had they had created a series that they had thought about doing called Star Trek Phase Two, um, and then Paramount changed its mind and was like, "We're gonna do series. We're gonna do movies starring the original cast." But um, the uh, the executives were kind of like, hey, what if we what if we did the television program again? And they brought back Gene Roddenberry, which is kind of wild. Um, and uh, the other thing that happened was they were like, Shatner and Nimoy were like, great, yeah, we'll keep doing these Star Trek movies. We want more and more money. And then the studios were like, balking at the numbers that were being presented to them. So they were like, fine, we'll just bring in this Shakespearean actor to play a different captain. And we're going to do a television program. You know, they actually the way it worked is that originally Roddenberry was not going to be involved, and then he saw what they were doing and proposing, and then he's like, "Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it," and uh, came up with this relatively languid television program. And uh, you know, and this becomes like
1: the sci-fi TV show for Gen Xers.
0: um, The amount, I mean, even to this day, the amount of spin, like the amount of people who wrote on Star Trek or worked on Star Trek that go on to shape the next twenty years of television science fiction, like. I don't know if you recognize this, but in the last episode it said written by Ronald D. Moore. hmm Are you familiar with who Ronald D. Moore is? No. Steven, are you familiar with who Ronald D. Moore is? Nope. Uh Ronald D. Moore uh is the guy who uh handled uh Battlestar Galactica for Sci Fi.
2: What does handled mean? Like he was the producer was that, and showrunner uh, and writer. Was that his credit handler?
1: Yeah, basically. (laughs) To the CIA Uh, of BSG. Yeah, Yeah. so he
0: he had done a bunch of the Star Trek stuff and then was like, all right, time to go off from this and did uh, Battlestar Galactica and then spinoffs from that and then Outlander. And now he's running, I believe he's the showrunner, at least he is a uh, creator and major influence on the good television program for all mankind which is very much a show that kind of feels like it could have been actually in many ways a proto like oh uh well we took star trek's ideas and then we just put them in 60s mm-hmm. united states cuz that's the one where the americans lose the space race and right. it's just pretty fun but uh there've been like it's the manhattan
1: project of science fiction dweebs uh right they all go on to create things that i also haven't watched as when i'm what i'm thinking here
2: There's so much. There's
0: so much plot, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) Let's get get into the plot of where we were about to. Of like, yeah. I got tired because
0: I realized I hadn't done much. The uh, Enterprise
1: runs into like a weird, like, wall in space, and then this pirate MF shows up. uh, The Grand Inquisitor, played by John
0: Delancey. Yeah. Yeah, and he's
2: like, I'm a captain of a
0: ship. Is this comfortable?
2: How about a different kind of captain? And then he changes from what he, <laughs> he was, into like in, George Patton. was like in, which like a silly pirate to, yeah, George Patton. And then he explains that humans are bad.
0: And he says all of this, he's doing all of this, of course, because of the fact that uh, his daughter died and, uh, from a drug overdose. And so he was so distracted, he caused a plane crash to happen. Is that which movie are you referencing? No, I'm referencing the fact that John Delancey is Jane's father in Breaking Bad. Is he? Oh, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he's the guy who's so torn he's up about He's the air his, traffic controller. Yeah, he's the air traffic controller who gets so torn up he causes a plane crash. Yeah, I'm referencing the most other John Delancey plot point roles. Breaking Bad. My thoughts on this were I can reference his performance in Breaking Bad for Travis, and I can reference his performance as Discord, the evil uh, creature in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic for Steven. Okay.
2: I do love just like love, right. I don't the, love that for me, to be honest. But uh, right off the gate, know the show's
1: show establishing antagonist. That's like I'm here because people suck ass. I'm taking you to court about how shitty and lame you are. I love when humanity gets put on trial. When an omnipotent, <laughs> <laughs> extra-dimensional,
0: here. when an omnipotent, extra-dimensional being appears and tells a paragon of humanity that they must stand as a representative yeah. for their species. Oh baby we are cooking and that that's what he does in,
2: that happens in various uh it's sort of various like adventure time Not adventure it's time, a classic adventure zone adventure zone things
1: it's also just like it seems like it's establishing my understanding of just like what star trek is philosophically like from the jump yeah just being because it's a show about about humanity like overcoming it's what yeah darker what nature. Humanity could could yeah. Be, yeah. So it's just My like from the beginning. Here's a guy who's like, "People suck." Prove- he's he's sitting at the on the college campus. People suck ass. Prove me wrong. My feelings on this,
0: and I could be completely wrong, is that Star Trek is um, a lot the uh, the Carl Sagan pale blue dot speech. Or the, like, we were hunters and foragers one, which is, like, all about, like, you know, one day when humanity is across the solar system, across the galaxy, we will strain to find the pale blue dot and wonder how it was ever so fragile, the repository of all our knowledge, how many rivers we had to cross to get here, how many things we had to overcome to be this more utopian, accepting, kind species that has the ability to transcend its very, you know, planet to achieve such greatness. And... Uh, I, uh, I'd like to believe that of us. I'd like to. Sorry, I Carl. I would like to.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Carl. Uh, I have bad news. Um, I'm from the future. So... Uh, yeah, like, Showing up to Carl, saying
0: to me, like, I'm from the future, and he's like, oh, God, you're like, and it's not that far in the future, buddy.
2: Yeah. So then so then they, they try to outrun this extra-dimensional being, which is always a great idea. Good stuff. We're learning how, how Jean-Luc Picard does things um, he's like, oh, we can, we can endanger. And he's
0: only just, he's only just taken control of the ship. This is like his first action. He's like, yeah. let's
1: out, let's outrun God, guys. H- very smugly. He starts off going, let, let's see what Which this baby a- can do.
0: Yeah. You now, instead of usually on this podcast where we talk about, let's touch God tonight. Instead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, actually, Deion Sanders did tell his uh, players to outrun God. And uh, look <laughs> what happened. Um, they're, they're you didn't great. believe. You didn't believe. Um well a lot of people shouldn't have believed because it turns out that so this this is this is I think my least this is like my least favorite part of this show. It took so long to go. going. Like, literally there's like twenty minutes of them being like, It's going at eight point seven? Oh no, now it's at eight point nine. Well let's go to eight point nine. Oh it's at nine point one. at I- nine point one things get more dangerous. Sir, we can't go to nine point two. Go to nine point two Oh, it, it, the families, the children, 9.4. Like, it, it, they did that for so long.
0: 10.8. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Let's um, bet it all, KG.
2: So then Picard's like, actually, uh, Worf, you take the families away Worf, from Worf, of
0: course, notably the first Klingon to serve in Starfleet. Incredible. Because, in the, because that's Trill one Blizzard. of the ways they divide. Because uh, in the original series, you know, the Klingons were the grand... Uh, the Antibus. Grand Conflict and, and antagonists. And in this one, it's like, how do we establish real quickly things are different? Boom, Klingon and Starfleet.
2: Yeah, so then they're like, okay, so so Worf takes the families to safety. And um, they're like, okay, well, we're going to go whatever. We're going to fire missiles at Q. And then they just kind of explode into nothingness. And then suddenly they're in a room with a lot of people just like kind of watching um, and then <laughs> there's a guy who keeps telling him to get up and sit down, etc. Bail- bailiff-esque guy. Um, perhaps, uh, ca- this perhaps Kerry Toga- Togawa is Mandarin. No, this, guy, no, oh, okay. this guy was not Mandarin because this is the guy <laughs> who shoots at her feet, and then Q comes up on his fucking floating throne wearing his fucking. Red gloves, Dr. Frankenfurter, Tim Curry ass, <laughs> like, uh, long ass gloves, and uh, yeah, he's gonna die. He's so flamboyant, and he's like, Oh, you're gonna. He, he first of all, first of all, he kills the bailiff for shooting at your feet. What's her name? The one with the short hair,
1: Yash, your uh, y- tasha, tasha Yar, tar, Tasha, 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 tasha y- y- Yashatar, was what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> And then I almost said like Yashar, Cynthia, like that S- annoying guy, or Cynthia, Yashar Ali. Cynthia Tar. And I <laughs> Wait, Cynthia Tarr? She, she changed her name. Yep, the, yep.
2: The sister of um the the woman that that movie's about that I haven't seen yet. Lydia, um, the Lydia, Lydia Tar. Cynthia Tar. <laughs>
1: And is it even Tarr is the last name? Or? It is, but it's T A R R instead of having like an accent over an A to yeah. like look okay, Hungarian what or whatever she was trying to do to appear more Euro. What a fucking good movie, I'll watch
3: that Travis. Someday.
1: Travis voice. It's fine. It's it's very well made. Um, it just was too long and wasn't really for me. But I have been thinking about it a lot, especially in regard to um, Team USA's performance in, in Manila uh, recently. And I'm just imagining Steve Kerr conducting an orchestra playing the Monster Hunter World soundtrack. Hell yeah. Uh, at
0: Farpoint Station, they're, they're on trial and Q freezes uh, uh, Tasha Yar and then unfreezes her or whatever. And yeah. it's kind of just like, listen, you will be presented with a challenge. And you are going to fail because humanity will fail this. You are not ready to take the next step into the greater galaxy.
2: I loved, I loved the verbal sparring between Picard and Q. I, th- I thought, that was compelling. the chemistry.
0: I wanted them to kiss so bad. Yeah, no, Jean Luc Picard is clearly straight. You know, it's the it's the twenty fourth century. I bet sex and gender is way different there.
2: Yeah, I guess, but they should it's probably never should made have
0: explicit. Like- covered that well i mean they didn't cover it because it's 1987 america but in the show i do think if
1: you're at the point where you're fucking aliens um people still being like weird about same-sex relationships it's really dude it's extra arcane
2: dude i swear to god if we start fucking aliens, there'd still be people be, like, hating on gay people. Be like, yeah, I'll fuck a lady alien, but never a man, because that yeah. make me queer. But think about
0: the new guys who will then be talking about fucking aliens the way they talk about same-sex relations while having same-sex relations. Think of that brief period where some Ooh. new guys get made up. <laughs> you know what I'm Ooh. talking about? Some, some Pete g- gay, gay edges of the fun. Listen, <laughs> listen, it's human, it's human nature to suck a dick, but what, these tentacle creatures...
1: <laughs> yeah, like LGB. Yeah, I don't know about that LGB alliance type folks, but <laughs> you know the, cl- about the classic,
2: you know the classic gay man voice.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, sorry you're being one of the clone high gay dads there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not good enough to be gay like your old man. Is that Travis? Kennedy? I love Is that, that Kennedy's you will, gay dads. I love yeah, that you gay dads.
2: never acknowledge that other people don't know anything about this show. You will continue to reference from it forever.
0: Travis is mostly Clone High references held together by Chewing Gum and Force of I'm Will. I'm mostly
1: re- references
0: in general. I'm just saying. Yeah, but
1: specifically Clone High. Nobody. I was watching something with a bunch of people. I tried
2: to watch that and I thought it was bad. I was
1: rewatching it recently and I worried it might be and I watched one episode of the new one and I was like this really might be. I'm going to have to try again later. <laughs> like, I um.
0: I was watching something with some people, and I referenced the Ponce de Leon's death. uh, Yeah. uh, And that shit's still good. That's undeniably good. Drowning in your own blood because you won't stop littering or whatever. Very funny. (laughs) But yeah, so um, uh, humanity is being put on trial, and their actions will be used to determine their fate as a race. And I can think of no better uh, exemplary to send than Jean-Luc Picard. And his crew. And the Enterprise does finally arrive at Farpoint Station, which is a station that was built by the Bandi b- Bondi. It was b- I think it's, ban- it it's Bandi. It, it was built by people who live near Bondi Beach in Sydney. It was built by Bandicoot people. Um, no, it was built by Bandai Namco. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Uh, they and just put out uh, Elden Ring and they're like, now we're going to build a space station. So,
2: uh, a complete fabrication is there, and he um,
1: is. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> Commander, <laughs> we made it up. A team of writers is there. In the form of one man William um, Riker.
2: Named, named uh, William Riker. And
1: uh, if there's no D, why oh, am I adding a D on the end of Riker? Um, Are you thinking of Alabama's kicker, Will Rikard? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, Rip out. Possibly both. Um, I,
0: I Googled Riker's name just to get a vibe. And it is a lot of, it is only photos of him with the beard and he is staring in various like serious expressions. And then there's some hammy ones. And then there's just photos of just like women hanging on to him. Perfect fictional character. <laughs> I hope, I think, I I think this will make sense to you guys. Riker seems like an ex D1 quarterback who wasn't good enough to be in the NFL. And is, but like, everyone's like, that guy's got something. Great right. offensive assistant.
2: Former. Uh, yeah, where, like, where you're like, hey, did you know that Will Riker is the quarterback's coach at USF?
1: Like, oh, no, that's thought. what he's doing. Okay. Good for him. Sure. He's working his way sure, after yeah. Will, yeah. X. Will Stetson Bennett Riker. <laughs> Please don't despair. current Los Angeles Rams, Stetson Bennett, the fourth. <laughs> Uh, is that where he's at? <laughs> Fourth round draft pick. Hell did yeah. He ma- did I, he make the team? I think he's Stafford's backup. Oh, good, sh- good shit.
0: The dream that Judson um, Bennett lives on still, though.
2: Anyway, so... Riker so is there, th- uh, is there uh, he on... He's talking to, talking to Will Forte in a wig-ass <laughs> motherfucker. Um, whose name... What is that guy's name? Are you talking um, about uh, it started with
1: a, It started with a Z. Uh, like, it's like Zorn. Oh, Zorn oh is sorry. Zorn. I thought you were talking about it's the Will Wheaton played Zorn. character.
0: And I was like, no. are we are we going to talk I'm about Will about Wheaton? No, I'm talking
2: about Groppler, I'm talking about Groppler Zorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, you yeah, know yeah, Zorn is a Jim Zorn's Zorn. son.
3: <laughs> Zorn is
2: a so, so he's so, th- so this little thing is just like him being like, I hope we've made it comfortable enough for you, because I don't know he talks like this to me. Have an Earth delicacy." And then he's like, oh, I wish I had an apple, and there's no apple, and then there's an apple thing, and he's like, oh, was an apples there before, and he's like, are you sure? Uh, And then he goes outside, and there's a woman named Beverly Crusher. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs)
1: Dr. Beverly Crusher, please. (laughs) Thank you, please. How fucking dare you?
2: (laughs) Sorry. Dr. Beverly Crusher is there with her son, and they're shopping. Hey, Steven. And she's like, huh?
0: I want you to know, because I was looking... At the casting roles, uh, or the the roles played by Michael Bell, the actor who plays oh
2: Mike Bell, the the, the mayor of Toledo,
0: <laughs> who plays Sorry? Groppler Zorn, uh-huh. and uh, he was in something that you deeply love. And I'm double checking which character that he is. Mike
2: there. Bell is Caleb Bell's dad's name, by the way. I don't know.
0: Okay, if well to know. Mike Bell played. A character and a thing that you and I both adore, and Travis will later come to to love later this year,
2: which is what uh, over the garden wall.
0: Snake
2: eater. Oh, (laughs) he's the fear. Play. Ooh, was that the sleeping old man?
0: No, that's the end. The fear is is the the like. Um, which one is the fear?
2: He's like he's he seems like a pervert,
0: right? The fear is like a pervert. Um. Yeah, hold on a sec. He's a member of Cobra unit. Is he he's not the vampire guy, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: Travis Charles like what is now, it, what a are you now a whole different nerd contingent is uh is mad at us. I get entertained learning about Metal Gear lore in a way I do not from Star Trek lore, though. So you get entertained <laughs> learning <laughs> about Metal Gear lore in a way that you do not get entertained in any other form of media because, because Metal the Gear lore, lore is has the most fascinating mind else. of, any, of any, <laughs> any singular creator uh, of the last thirty five years. I think about 30 him talking years.
0: about his review of Eternals that just ends with "My father was named King O," where it's like, what does that have to do <laughs> with any of this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the fear.
2: So the fear oh he's the one where you have to fight in your mind, where you're like crawling up the 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 river of like dead bodies.
0: And okay. he's got crossbows. Okay, yeah. He's the like he's the like, he's the, such the, a like animal guy one, right?
1: Yes. Anyway, he's a he's a creepy little guy in Star Trek Next Generation's pilot episode. He's got a he's uh, got a role <laughs> carved out for himself. Weird yeah. creepy guys. Yeah, Beverly Crusher and her son his name like Wesley Aunt Wesley, one of, Wesley my Crusher my understanding one of yeah, one
0: of the most hated characters across all fiction <laughs> Wesley Crusher because he's true? a child on Star Trek who's like the precocious sidekick for a while and then they hated him so uh, much they kicked him out which is why Will Wheaton is kind of like why he is
3: oh
0: is my understanding I don't okay to, but you know he was in Stand By Me he's had a he's had a good career uh, he played himself on Big Bang Theory you know good for you fucking that makes sense one l so anyway happen motherfucker they
2: anyway they get the crushers and Riker on board and and then there's a lot of like discussions about like we'll tell you we've run into a little thing and then they show him a video there something that i noticed about this show is like it is kind of hyper surveillance state which i guess if nobody was like if the government was actually on your side, a hyper-surveillance state wouldn't really be a problem. There's but also like,
0: everyone has access to technology that allows you to endlessly replicate all material goods needed, basically, well, sort of, o- or o- food at least. Only,
2: only on well, no, are you talking about on far point? No, I'm talking about on Earth.
0: And yeah, at least really? on the
1: Enterprise, they have like the replicator thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, Programmed that's... in there.
0: Oh, right. It's like, a, it's, huh. like a it's like a post. It's like. When we say gay space Post-scarcy. luxury communism, we're talking yeah, about this, Star that Trek. That is
2: this. That is this. Yeah. It would be interesting if there were unlimited resources. Do you think that the people in power would just would just limit them in order to remain, remain in power? Probably. I think ways, later right?
0: series walk back this a little bit so that there can be conflict or whatever because yeah. not everyone like, is. why are they
2: going to war all the time? Well, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you got to do something. Yeah. yeah, yeah we,
1: how else of, is going to uh, pass the time? <laughs>
3: What? Um,
2: what? Are, yeah, American
1: that is, football. That is, is the uh, fear of fully automated luxury space gay communism or whatever. Just like real boring. Uh, I would not be boring. Games are games are great. I love games.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know how many? You, you know can how how many play poker apparently. Do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many movies I still have to watch?
1: Playing There's poker like, but for like nothing. I haven't like caught up on Hong Sang Su No, you can still gamble. You just. I think this is even more reason why sex and gender would be extra like weird. Uh, from our perspective, is like nothing else to do <laughs> except find new kinks. Oh uh, yeah, find the Star Trek did you, Travis,
2: Travis, you didn't see that big map, did you? No, because that was like to... <sighs> yeah, people who are really into crying and like. So there, there was a map that that got po- posted in one of the discords that I'm in. Um, that was. Uh, Fet life fetishes by state. Oh, I did
1: see that on Twitter. I think.
2: Okay, like a, a like compared to other. Was it where was that? Was that general or was it not Twitter? Where was that? That
0: was not I Twitter. Remember? And I sat in a uh-huh. room where everyone then started to Google things like protocol or high protocol. Or I still don't
1: know what that is. So it's, that's it's like r- it's like some one of the state. One of the states. It was just cum. <laughs> I think it was in Indiana. Yes. Yeah. That was Indiana. Indiana
0: is come, correct? Travis, how do you um, feel about coming from the cosplay state? Uh, not smoking what I would expect, is so I guess. Lame. Smoking, smoking makes absolute is so sense. <laughs> Every Ohioan I know is like, as a fetish, it no looks cool as smoking.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: as a fetish, It's so weird. We all That's love Juan car movies fetish. and longing
2: and cigarettes. Is that just me? But like, okay. First of all, crucifixion play is so cool. Second of all, <laughs> shouts out Louisiana. Uh, yeah, shouts out Louisiana. <laughs> Uh, it is a catholic dacrophilia is something that I had to look up and it's just crying it's just liking (laughs) when people cry you're like I want to fuck someone who's
1: crying but not in a way that I'm like doing masochism to them to cause that I just want them to be weeping you get aroused. So here's a question. They could be tears of joy or sorrow. That
0: person, that person who said that in the chat was like, I'm that one, had seen me get teary eyed like the week before, which did really recolor that conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Went home and.
3: Huh.
1: Hmm. So <laughs> bis- I- Illinois's business
2: suits? That's weird as fuck. I love that <laughs> for them. Uh, uh, so Montana's CBT, which, which, like, cognitive behavioral therapy, is
1: that the kink? No, is that the key? Also, like with all these things, oh. it's like the, where the data collection is very questionable here. Also, how many Montanans have a Fet Life account? Like six? But anyways, sure t- yeah. sure I would love ten. to see the Fet Life
0: accounts of the members of uh, of Starfield. That's not what Starfleet. this is called. Do you mean Star- Starfield? Yeah. I do not care about the companions in Starfield, nor their sexual desires.
2: No, that's a Baldur's Gate thing. So, so Picard's like, hey, uh, we made it up, man. On your last job, um, you disobeyed an order. And he's like, yeah, I did it because I didn't want the captain to die. And he's like, but don't you think the captain should have been able to be the one who made the call about whether it was too dangerous? And he was like, no. And then he was like, great, help me with kids. <laughs> That's That was that conversation. And
0: also there's somewhere in there where he's just like, or maybe it doesn't happen in this one, but it does come up where it's just like, Ah, uh, yes. We have an empath counselor, Deanna Troy. Uh, <laughs> oh, you two know each other? Oh, that's I interesting. Like the
1: idea, I do like the idea of, like, she doesn't actually have, like, some extrasensory ability. She's just she's just an empath. One of those she's people who says they're an empath? Yeah. No, she yeah. isn't. Spev- they also have, a, they also have a half- synesthesia uh, counselor wait, on there, too.
0: Wait, Travis, hold on. You says here that she's half human, half betazoid? Betazoid,
1: yeah. Betazoid, which <laughs> sounds like a, a thing that you would, like, insultingly call someone... It sounds uh, like what a blue check would a check yeah, exactly. Would would. yeah, exactly. That's why I was like. Yeah. I'm sorry, she's a betazoid.
2: It's actually just it's actually just like a it's actually just like a not finished version of a giant tiger mech. Yeah, I was just uh, that I use to fight other uh, animal
1: mechs. We should watch. We should. Use, I say we should do Zoids next week. <laughs> Always a show I was like, that seems cool. And then I'd watch it and be like, that was weirdly lame. <laughs> Even as like it a sucked. seven-year-old. Dude, it sucks <laughs> you know, so Zoids much. Suck. Zoids fucking blow. <laughs> seemed like the perfect Zoids are thing cool toys. for kids to be obsessed with. And then I was just like, no, nah, this just sucks. Zoid Liger Zero. Um, yeah. So so,
2: what's, so then there's this old guy. And I really don't understand his role, but maybe oh. he comes back later. Um, where Data's oh, I wondered if, if this was going to happen. Okay, so is, oh, he, like, that's a is guy he like from the original, the original series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah it bones. felt like that. That's it. Felt like that.
0: Yeah, that's that's the, that's uh, the car. The the play. The character played by um, D. Kelly.
1: Uh, no, uh, well, I I was uh, comparing it because I know Stephen letters C. of
2: the alphabet. Kelly.
1: It's DeForest is like his uh. name. But he goes by, but like, known personally as D, D-E-E.
2: DeForest Kelly, uh, cornerbacker. Yeah, legacy. also perfect
1: name for... Cornerback.
0: Cornerback. Player. Cornerback. <laughs> cor- cornerback. <laughs> DeForest Kelly Star, is Star out Trek.
1: There. Star Trek somehow DeForest has the most Kelly. sports names of any series. That's wild.
0: Dude, DeForest Kelly is definitely <laughs> that guy who's doing the, like, you know, no fly arms
1: or whatever after the ball yeah. has been overthrown yes. by 10 <laughs> yards.
0: <laughs>
3: just out there just that like, tail- that no That Taylor,
1: Taylor Swift joke is so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so true, uh, but no, uh,
0: that's the character. Uh, he's played by Carl Urban in the um, in the JJ Abrams movies. Stephen, if you remember that guy, Bones. Yeah,
2: I do. Yeah, he's like a doctor, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah he's the one who says, "Damn it, I'm blank, could, not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm, a, I'm
1: a doctor, doctor not, blank.
2: not a."
0: He's not also not the a, uh, the source he's of catchphrase. He's
1: dead, Jim. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> just wild catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's dead,
0: Jim.
2: Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a post-mortem uh, Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, guy. not a
1: cornerback.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I was trying
1: to make a Bones joke. Um, <laughs> Damn it, doctor. And then Damn you're it. like, well, it still kind of works with a doctor. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, I'm a doctor. Don't call me Bones. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> anyway, they're
2: like, oh, are you Vulcan? Vulcans are annoying.
0: Well, oh. that's because he's talking to Data, our robot friend. Guys, this is one of the coolest characters ever. I love a
1: robot that wants to be a real boy. So Pinocchio <laughs> makes a lot of sense to me. So for a while, for a long time, uh, like I used to get data and Jordy Laforge kind of confused because Racist. like, I only knew the stuff through like image through the images or whatever. And I knew Jordy or I knew LeVar Burton is the character that has the weird visor thing. And I knew there was an Android named data, but I think I assumed that data was like an alien from his appearance. And then it was like, nope. Oh, the guy with the weird visor thing must be the Android. Nope, no. No, No, Levar Burton's just
2: a blind guy. Hey guys, if you could, how they made him see? If if you went blind and I told you you could see again, but you just have a headache every day, would Um, you stay blind or uh, no?
1: I would absolutely
0: take the headache every day. Are you kidding me? Vision is pretty good. Do you know what my favorite hobbies are, Stephen, and my artistic (laughs) (laughs) artistic pursuits are? Um, Things that rely on the visual.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. You could still have your record collection. Although yeah, it would be hard to I, find the right record. You'd have to count.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think there'd be a system in place. Also,
1: like, whatever. I have Tylenol, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I talked about this with someone once where I was like, no, being deaf and blind is my greatest fear. Uh, like, both of those. Like, being trapped inside but a what prison of my own one existence. Of, them? of And I was like, if I had to pick one of them, I would pick uh, probably being deaf because, again, my major creative outlet is entirely visual.
1: For me, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, my favorite hobby good. thing is audio, but vision is also, like, such a, like, so much of human experience is based around our vision. This is going nice to get the animal senses you know book I was reading, and I don't need to do it's, that here, but.
0: It's really nice to have a uh, full range of my senses. Yeah. And I take, I do not take that for granted. And if I. Reason- I absolutely do.
2: I take it for granted every day. <laughs> I never think about it.
0: <laughs> You're just going through life being like, wow, it's wild that I can touch and taste this shit. Now you're gonna you're gonna be overwhelmed by the sensation and experience of being a person.
2: Maybe maybe you just cured my depression, Ian. (laughs) I I hope so.
0: Just like they cured Jordy Jordy LaForge's blindness with his sick fucking visor, this is one of those things that yeah, I did just know as a child. I was like, yeah, that guy has that. It looks like a hair. It looks like a hair. You know, like um, a hair clip or a headband. Yeah, a headband that you've just pulled forward and drawn a bunch of lines on but um, he looks like Alpha 5 mid-transformation right, into an Animorph he, person.
1: He, look, he looks like he's from yeah a Saban series of some kind. Dating but a Betazoid seems like it'd be annoying, because they'd yes. just be like, I'm sensing this emotion
0: from you. Well, and be the like, thing is, she's only half Betazoid. If she was full Betazoid, she she she'd be like, I know what you're feelings.
1: thinking. Yeah. yeah, as opposed I to know, being I like,
0: know, but even so... So she'd like, actually be perfect but, for
1: me, because... Uh, yeah, there aren't enough. You strong, have emotions no strong feelings. Yeah. the
0: idea of She's an empath <laughs> finding Travis w- really attractive. it's yeah. Suki it's Sook- Stackhouse. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear his <laughs> it's, thoughts it's, at all. Uh, <laughs> finally, I'm free. <laughs> what I like most about spending uh, time with plot. Travis is that I, uh, there's no anxiety or anger projected on me or or you know it's just it's just it's just base level other than when michigan football is losing at which point i get a, a <laughs> sensation of a pleasure and glee that will likely never be surpassed a sadism almost yeah
2: <laughs> um I, yeah i i love the idea that i'm sitting there like crying and my partner's like oh my god I'm sensing that you're sad. <laughs> like, like you can only sense extreme emotion. If it's extreme, you can probably just tell. Yeah, like you probably just see it.
0: As as the Enterprise crew is exploring the uh, Farpoint Station, uh, an alien craft appears and abducts Grappler Zorn. And uh, right as he's, right as Picard is ordering an attack on it, Q appears and he's like, Ah, ah, ah! No, no, no. No, you're Picard didn't trial. order
2: an attack. Picard ordered a a, a targeting. He's like, "Oh, okay. I want you to lock on in case they attack us." Anyway, yeah. turns out this thing's Jean Jacket. <laughs> yeah, or you're the right. They should Kufa fucking shoot <laughs> the It's should should
1: also kill this created. Shit. I don't understand the like weird labyrinth thing that's underneath the station. Is this being? Yeah. what yeah. is a question mark. Because it's able to create, right? Because it's able to generate. Travis, that's the plot. I know that's, that's the that's plot, plot but the... it doesn't mean I understand. Like the concept <laughs> of it is hard to. It's it's Stephen, So the station it, Stephen, is. The alien
0: just didn't take a form that Travis was more comfortable understanding or <laughs> Fair accepting. Enough. Fair <laughs> that's enough. All yeah, that's all it is. Right. It
1: was. It's like it's able to generate. It's it's able to synthesize matter into yeah. whatever. So they
2: trapped. So they trapped the
1: the the one the one
2: space jellyfish. Uh, in order to but like give it enough energy to subsist so that they can just constantly conjure whatever the fuck they want because that's a power that it has. And the other this its friend is it's part, like
0: its mate, I think is what they say.
2: Yeah, but they were guessing. They didn't ask. Mm. Um is uh, is mad because yeah, and, and start shooting everything. But yeah, the, like that is what the inside of it looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks like a tunnel a tunnel system. I don't know, it's an alien, Travis. It's weird. Yeah, but yeah, also
1: yeah. this is literally the exact plot of a side mission in God of War Ragnarok. Um spoiler. Wow, they must have weird. taken it from God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> or from Norse mythology.
0: Yeah, and then it and then it does fly to uh California where it does as Stephen pointed out, terrorize.
1: <laughs> you know. Terrorizes a Hollywood <laughs> family.
0: <laughs>
2: I thought, I thought they meandered too much. But at the end of the day, I liked the plot. I thought it was fun. That was interesting. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I'm into this.
1: Well, and the final um, thing to prove humanity's benevolence is that they don't do anything to Zorn.
2: They yeah. don't do anything to Zorn. And they,
1: they, they free the jellyfish, and then they don't do anything to him. Uh, yeah. And uh, They just maybe reprimand him a bit. And they're like, don't, don't do that again. And Q was like, oh, you passed the first test. Oh, he's so dramatic. Yeah.
0: When he shows up with the fucking red robe, black, like bodysuit
1: with the hat, like, oh my God, he's out there looking like an Elden Ring character. Uh, it, was, it was weird to me that there isn't like a sarcastic character that was like, look at this Joker when he did that. Wow. Sor sorely, sorely missing a wisecracking sidekick type on this show. No, Everyone's well, very want, serious. Do you
2: want to be cast that way, Travis?
1: Yeah teleport me back to 1987. I'll audition th- for that. <laughs> Travis Marmon <It> is.
0: <laughs> what color uh, would your Star Trek uniform be?
1: I don't understand what like is how it they correspond to rank? the ranks and stuff and what they. Blue are. is science. Red is. Uh, oh my! Under- uh, Gryffindor. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Part and I thought answer. the red. I thought red shirts are like easily killed off. No, that's the original series. As, as, yeah, as they original. would always send
0: red shirt people away uh, and then they would die. Um, Once again, a nerd is screaming. Yeah. Uh, red indicates command and helm, gold for engineering, security, and operations, and blue for science or medical. This is from the Wikipedia page for Star Trek uh, uniforms. Do not get mad at me, nerds. I am at your fucking Wikipedia page. Not Star Trek fandom or memory alpha or anything. Wikipedia. I could, if I click... The first one, two, three, four, five, five first clicks I'm on the page for French language. that's what you've done to Wikipedia <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think so, that was so, rather obscure so Ian, yes, <laughs> um what you don't understand is that after the war of forgiveness uh the the ranks uh clothing changed because the leadership passed from uh Zap Gorbelstein to um, a man named
1: Finn. Uh, well, Dr. It's, Finn. It's really great to I see that it. Judaism survived this far. <laughs> <laughs>
2: War yeah. Gorbelstein. It's
1: not just the Ferengi. I can't. They had regular um, Jews, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right,
0: yeah. um, Armin Shimerman did play him, though, still.
2: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so an Enterprise, it's this organization... Hold on. Or Enterprise. I want
0: to I wanna go back real quick. Stephen, did you say... The Forgiveness War? Yeah, I made something up. <laughs> or The War of Forgiveness? That's the War a, of yeah. Forgiveness. Dude, that's a <laughs> sick fucking name for a fantasy series war. Like, that's good, <laughs> is the thing about it. Like, you're like, shit, dude. Like, I want to pull that one out for fucking... Um... It's
2: fine. I'll, I'll write it into the Blaze of the Dark campaign. Yeah, I, I was going to
0: say, something. oh, fuck. The, the, the Forgiveness War? What the fuck does that mean, dude? Holy shit. That's cool. That's evocative. That's evocative. It just sounds like a
2: Star Trek thing, because it's all about, like, like there are, there's still conflict, but everybody's, tr- like, moving towards coming together slowly over centuries.
0: But there are and no more conflicts in Star Trek Encounter at Farpoint, because we're done with that episode.
2: That's true. The Continuum is always watching.
1: Yeah, we got a yeah. few other random things like hints at the the relationship between Riker and that one and the Betazoid lady, or uh, the one between <laughs> the and Crusher. I, I actually can't hear Betazoid. <laughs> I can't actually hear that and not laugh. Like that's that, so funny. Yeah, saying that that Betazoid lady, you're like, oh man, she must be lame as hell.
2: <laughs> Travis, Travis, you're a total Betazoid.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of a really terrible concept: autistic Betazoid. <laughs>
2: Anyway, <laughs> a, a problematic title for. Uh, 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 thank God uh, we don't.
0: Thank God <laughs> we don't give these episodes individual names, because Matt would no, not stop himself beta. from autistic Betazoid.
2: I wish. Kind of wish we did, because sometimes I want like uh, something to tether my memory to, like where it's like, what? What's? What did we talk about in this? episode? Yeah, like it's gotta be a and quote, like, and then the
1: subtitle go. is the show that we're doing or whatever.
2: Yeah. Or yeah. Or reverse, like you know. Star Trek The Next Generation, colon, Autistic (laughs) Betazoid.
0: You guys ready to talk about all the good things? Uh, Would you watch watch
2: more? Yeah, this episode was weird because the central conflict seems to be that DeForest Kelly can't stop lining. DeForest Kelly can't stop. DeForest Kelly. I'm making a joke, Travis.
1: Will you just let me make a joke? No. I was just, we didn't do the would you watch more bit. Let him finish the joke. Okay, go ahead. It's just a joke. I'm sorry, oh, no, I the just joke's was, fucking I, ruined. Oh no, my god. <laughs> the magic of editing will the joke change is it. Ruined. Just say it.
2: Yeah, but you guys won't laugh. I'll laugh. Alright, great. <laughs> now I have now I have a promise of a laugh. The central conflict of this episode seems to be that the divorced Kelly can't stop lining up in the neutral zone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, no, but that joke is good. Actually, is the thing about it.
1: <laughs> it's there good go. to point out. I was that, also yeah, you're thinking right. for a lot of the episode whenever they said neutral zone, I was like, can't line up there. <laughs> <laughs> why is this our jockiest episode is, it a Star, is Trek, <laughs> the next generation the most football show we've covered not this including the one, even possibly more so than the football football we did two episodes ago yeah no i would agree we're having more like this little conversation
0: is more like, hey, football as opposed I to think it's one the it's season
1: like, started honestly is a big part yeah. of it yeah just really yeah. in the zone i have a friend coming yeah, over for dinner zone. and i might put mm-hmm. on my
0: I might put on my uh, Joe Burrow uh, uh, baseball like baseball tee that I have, just where I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's football season. I'll
1: wear it. It's a cool shirt. I look good in it. And then just don't do uh, that today because then, yeah, you'll just be taunted by people everywhere you go. Well, we're not going out. We're just saying it. Okay. Because he was, uh, he threw for 82 yards today. Oh, fuck. No, again, now I'm learning how the Browns did. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. I think I will
2: indeed. I think I will. I think I'll watch more at some point. I
0: thought you were going to say.
1: I thought you were going to talk about becoming a Lions fan. <laughs> I thought you say. I think I will watch more football. Yeah, I was like, oh, are you going to be true. a Lions fan this season? <laughs> uh, I would not watch more, but I at least now have a greater understanding of what the hell Star Trek is. Of the science fiction shows that we've watched, Travis, where yeah, you said it was better. Than How Battle many of five. it's way better? Babylon Five was so Felicity. That show was <laughs> so bad. Felicity, lol. Felicity, I enjoyed a bit more than this. This it's episode has elements. the
0: same end as Felicity, where a character travels through time to write some rods. Sci-fi I elements understand. were a little
1: less fleshed out, but I think I liked it more than this.
0: Well, but I did not know. You know, when you get two and a half sci-fi. It,
1: it doesn't more really like, work for me.
2: Felicity felt more like fantasy than sci-fi. Like it felt like magic. It was more like Charmed than Star Trek. Yeah, I got the science
1: fair. fiction because especially advanced Angel- technology is no different from magic. Sure. What
2: I guess that's an argument. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Captain Jean Luc Picard comes running out in his bare feet in a robe, looking great, cutie. And it's just like, what is today? The present start date four seven nine eight eight. What point? Because, what?
1: I don't know. That's this not is a just full start date. I'm just reading it. they didn't, say, the, they didn't I, give you they did not say point I know seven I know eight.
2: I know I know. I actually was annoyed because when you told me how to start it was I remembered in this episode that they don't do a point
1: an incomplete so. start date.
2: Yeah.
0: Where and then uh that's because um he is experiencing he has gone full Billy Pilgrim. He is experiencing time where it is it is present day, it is 7 years before just prior to the mission to encounter at Far Point and it is 25 years in the future. Where he is tending to the family vineyard. (laughs) What a king. I wonder what type of wines they do. Although also, this
1: this episode actually opened again with Worf and the Betazoid getting off the holodeck after their date there. (laughs) And him being kind of weird. She has a name. I cannot remember her name. You've said it, but I forgot it already. Zoe? (laughs) That's not it at all. (laughs) Try again. Start with a D. We made it all up.
0: Travis is closer. James? No, to James. D That's
1: James. d j no- yeah. James. Another football D-James. names. <laughs> DJ James. That's a, there. We go right there. DJ James. Deanna Petrar. Troy. Deanna Troy. That's a yeah. They really went on a enormous. date to the holodeck with Worf. Troy is spelled with an I. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and Worf's like, "Hey, I uh, these things were all stimulating," and she's like, "Can you say something else?" And then he was like. No, he said very. it was
1: against Worf code to express emotions. I think it's just Klingons are like that. Maybe you're not Klingon Worf like code, Travis. Klingon
0: code. I, I'm familiar with uh, Worf as a character who's supposed to be very feared, but then loses every fight he's in so that the enemies can be
1: established <laughs> as being tough to the point where he never <laughs> wins fights. Do you guys, know know you, about knew, Warf. you guys know anyone who speaks Klingon? No. I know people. Just talking about all the Trek geeks, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but okay, that's great. I know a lot of people who like anime, and I know very few people who know Japanese, and that's a real language with practical use. You can go to Japan. You can't go to Klingon. I don't even know if that's the name of the planet or the people. (laughs) It's It's probably. It is definitely
2: the name of the people, but it could be like Planet Klingon. But it probably. It's not Planet Human. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's why I said it probably isn't. (laughs) Try to become Planet Human.
1: Uh, <laughs> their <laughs> home world is, is, is called Kronos But spelled Q-O Apostrophe N-O capital S So I guess is the, the apostrophes the moon, is are the ours moon, Is the moon Kronos. called lime? I don't get it <sighs> The deep sigh <laughs> From Stephen <laughs> I don't
0: know, it'd be Kronos with lime Kronos Not Kronos <laughs> But now I understand where you're coming from, because I was like, what is does lime like, have to do is with like a moon of Saturn?" Yeah, that yeah. I don't know. What does that have to do with Kronos and eating his children?
2: Cronus you know, is, you know, the also like is time in Latin, and you know, don't talk uh, to me before I've had my my lime lime time, lime time live. There's um, so many connections, Travis. If you just look. <laughs>
0: if you just make these well the thing we have to remember is that Stephen is also experiencing time non-linearly so these conversations are happening across yeah, three I mean, so when you the, go the is there life, any but... lime what you're actually saying is because you were in my house five years ago asking as you're drinking a Corona if there are any limes here or whatever
2: Yeah, I, I'm referencing something that happened three
1: minutes ago I don't understand
0: It's also like how Travis will just suddenly laugh at something that was said 17 years ago or whatever
1: yep Ian has said, I experienced Tom <laughs> that I have a Dr. Manhattan-ish, yeah. like, temporal experience that manifests that way. Uh, anyway, yeah, they went on that date. But the more important thing, yes, is that uh, Picard keeps jumping between timelines, uh, which I think is seen by the other people in the timelines that he's in as just being like, what is c-? he, like, Scrub style? He's staring off into space, and he's like. No
0: offense. It's kind of like talking with uh, with one person on this podcast where <laughs> <laughs> Steven stares <laughs> off into the distance and is like, What was I saying?
1: Yeah.
0: Picard rem- uh, uh, solving the crisis in the, the Romulan neutral zone is the same as telling you, Travis, uh, what his issue is with uh, Surfer
1: Rosa. Yes, I was going he to said, you, know you know what my re- issue with Surfer Rosa is? No it, was, 17 no, it was You years know what's great that- about Surfer Rosa? It wasn't you you know about Steve's issue. Sorry. What's great about Surfer
0: Rosa? And then 17 stared years from now... stared directly at me.
1: <laughs> said even
0: <laughs> yeah and then 17 years after that which will be in what four more years or something like that how just be like, albini just got a really there. great
1: tone out of them yeah 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 we I'm were like, okay
0: so
2: what happened i said travis you know what's great about surfer rosa And then you said, what? And then I said, what did I say? Is that? No. No. (laughs) You
1: you said, you don't up, Sir Rosa, and I I was looking right at you, and then you just stared, (laughs) and you said nothing. (laughs) I might have said, okay, or like, what, or whatever, but like, clearly I was anticipating you say something. (laughs) Yeah. And you You waited
0: for Steven And then you prompted when nothing was said, and then you were like, (laughs) what was I saying? Yeah. Because you came back to that timeline. You came back to the present then.
1: Yeah. You have, what is the disorder they keep saying that Picard has? Um. Oh, yeah. They did make a something a disorder emotic disorder. Like. Yeah, emodium disorder. He can't, <laughs> yeah, he can't, he can't poop. poop at all. <laughs> he cannot poop. It's causing uh, him to experience temporal shifts. He's so backed up. <laughs> temporal shifts is what I call my poops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> experiencing a temporal shift. Um, Sometimes, yes, you, you had something bad the night before, and then you become unstuck in time. Parietal lobe. I. Uh, Iremodic uh, syndrome. Yeah, Eremotic ir- iromo- Syndrome. Eremotic Syndrome. Bad yeah, so behaviors, he, delusions, loss of memory. But we got him in the vineyard. Jordy's there. He has eye implants now or whatever. Came to visit him. He's writing books. His, his, his you know. protagonist is too flashy. Flamboyant. Flamboyant, yeah.
0: Which I choose to believe means that um, he's definitely just Picard-coded. Yeah. Or maybe Riker-coded. Yeah. And then, yeah. What are and then, about in the video? past, uh, we're seeing him right as, uh, right as he's about to take control, mm-hmm. and he's thrown by the fact that he sees Tasha because Who's dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she died um, in season one. Oh wow! In season one, uh, near the end of the first season. Um, what happened to her? That I did not look into. Oh, she was uh, executed by Romulans, and she has a half Romulan daughter. Wow, seems like a lot of shit happened to that character. Or wait, I guess that's a different. There's like a timeline change. Uh, It doesn't matter. Star Trek. Yeah, (laughs) I get the screaming is happening.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah. I cannot stop the screams. It's fine. Yeah, he's uh-huh. Jumping back and forth, and at least in the present timeline, or the future timeline, he's telling people. I keep jumping back and forth in time. In the past, they're like I'm new here, you can't really do that because yeah, I think for all these people,
0: I really like that in the present timeline how much they are all pretty quickly like, well, you know, we got to trust the captain. But it also does feel like he could, like everyone should just be like, "Q's probably doing something." Yeah, we do know that person who has the ability to manipulate reality on a fundamental level,
1: casually and on whims. I feel like he's doing something. Sometimes you just forget about him. But yeah, in the past they're like, uh, "This is the most insane man that ever lives, and he's just put in charge of us." But I guess we have to follow orders. And then yeah, Jordy is in the future is like, "You're uh, very sick, sir." Yeah, you're sick. But let's go to let's go to Cambridge and talk to Data and his fifty seven cats that he has in his office, which is and my his, favorite. I love that Data is dyeing his artificial <laughs> his hair gray favorite. to seem more <laughs> austere as a professor. Yeah, that is a great character. Yeah, they're touch. Cute two great bits in this it's that and that every time the camera shifts there's a new cat in a different location (laughs) i am
0: aware that like data is you know kind of the most beloved character for many people of this series that like the episodes that are data focused are pretty widely acclaimed and then the thing that the series pretty quickly ran into in the movie versions is uh that um brent spiner continues to age as opposed to the robot so, they had to do something about that, which is why, like, in the p- the follow up series that uh, only I think just recently concluded Picard, he, uh, data has been like disassembled and is, you know, fully like something tragic happened because they can't mm-hmm. have Brent Spiner appear. Um, and, um, oh, of course, you know, it's he was
1: strange. Dr. Brackish Okun in independent, Independence Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot He's, that was the uh, one- guy's name. Oh,
0: my
2: God. Was that the guy who was like,
0: really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he's the guy with the long hair who gets choked out by the one alien. Yes. Yeah. And then in the and, and then in the sequel, it's revealed that he didn't die, but has been in a coma, and also he's gay.
1: Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Alien uh, turned him gay. <laughs> no, alien didn't he turn got him choked gay. Choked by the he was, alien, he was like, "I'm into this."
0: He. Well, that that, that doesn't. I. You know what? I'm not going to touch both. That one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in the past, there's the the this um this anomaly the spatial anomaly in the neutral zone is also occurring and Picard is ordered to go there but uh, he is like well it's more important to meet Q because I know for a fact I will meet Q here and Q doesn't experience time linearly so I can be like yo what are you doing to me because it's probably you're
1: doing and it works out perfectly. Do you know Michael Dorn is I am Weasel? (laughs) Wait what? Michael Dorn who plays Worf is also I am Weasel.
0: Okay. And what?
1: In wow. I am Weasel, <laughs> what's
0: the I- that was? Um, do you remember
1: the Cow and Chicken spin-off I am. Yeah, Weasel? Yeah, I was gonna say,
0: is that is that is that Cow and Chicken no. spin-off
1: thing? No, you remember no, Cow and Chicken? Was, I do. He was also in that. Gargoyles. Yeah, Michael Dorn's. Ha-
0: I mean, many of these people have gone on to have very successful careers in a variety yeah. of ways, and also um, have Star Trek money. Um, yes, but a lot of them, I feel like, were voice actors. Yeah, Michael Dorn plays Hallaback Is the one that I saw did. You know that Lavar
2: Burton hosted Reading Rainbow.
0: We should do that did you No, I was I was just going to say, did you know uh, that uh, Jonathan Frakes hosted Beyond Belief Factor <laughs> Fiction was the one that I was going to do? No. Oh, a team of writers yeah, made that he, up. Did you know he did that? And he also was in Gargoyles. He played David Xanatos. Do you think it's believable that
2: Jonathan Xanat- Frakes went on to host Beyond Belief Factor Fiction?
1: <laughs> Zana, really Xanatos, like, uh, just saying, whoever knows how many restaurants are theme based these days. What has <laughs> happened? <laughs> it's because we've had so much Star Trek that we watch. It's uh, because it's for the first time
0: we all. I mean, I guess did you watch three hours of Star Trek today, Stephen? I did. Because Travis and I both watched an episode, slept, woke up, watched an episode. I basically. was falling asleep but,
1: during the first one. It was not because of the show. I was really tired, and I put it on last night. And I was really struggling, and yeah, today. I yeah,
2: watch I watched the first one about from about one to about three. You know considering breaks. So to to say I I started recording at 9. And then I watched the second one. I watched half of it from about 5:15 to 6 and the other half from about 8:15 to 9.
0: But yeah, so uh, Picard manages to meet with Q&Q Q is just like I never said the trial was done. You passed the test, you passed probably a couple tests. I probably appeared a number of times done all sorts of things to you but this is this is the end the q consort uh, continuum uh this is your last chance to prove it you know uh the situation will cause the extinction of humanity if you fail on this and then uh what also has happened is that q is like you get 10 questions they can only be yes or no and this is very good because it does feature the part where picard asks two questions real quick and then uh, Q answers them both and says five Listen, And he's like, no, I've, I've only used four. And he's like, no, you said two. I love the mm-hmm.
1: particulars of the rules. And then uh, when Picard says why about something, he's like, the sorry yes or no. You've wasted your time. You Goodbye. lose. You
0: forfeit them all. And flies away. <laughs> uh, whatever this, the weird, this weird throne that he has. I love how hammy he is. Like in, <laughs> in the first episode when he appears on the view screen and then they point phasers at him and they're all like, stand down. What are you going to do?
1: Shoot the view screen. He's not there. We didn't mention that, like before all this happened. Part of the hint that it's Q is, uh, especially if you just watched the first episode right before watching this one, uh, is that Picard in all three timelines keep seeing visions of the weird laughing like audience members at the trial. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun to watch this and be like, I
0: remember those guys from yeah oh, those, last those night. little fuckers. Uh, As opposed to watching this and be like, Oh right, yeah, those guys from seven years ago. Yeah, no, they've they've got it. You know, there are the I guess. It they I'm not really sure what the Q continuum is. Again, any but,
1: any pronoun will do for any Q. Any pronoun
0: works. Uh, but um, Q has also revealed that he is the reason for Picard's time jumping. And he's doing this because he's he's Picard's friend, I guess. They like each other. There's a
1: grudging yeah, respect. Yeah, one of those. So, so he's uh, always a great uh, trope or whatever of the he's antagonist doing this that's like, that, actually, I love you. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, we, you know what
0: happens, Travis, is that Q looks at Picard, and Picard, is, after Picard's like, "Why are you doing this to me?" and Picard's just like, or Q's just like, "Because we dug a coal together." <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> what if Picard had was antagonized by Boyd Crowder?
0: <laughs> what if What if Boyd Crowder had Q powers? <laughs> oh god,
1: he'd use them for petty nonsense. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the, feel like would the universe would be,
2: you know. But is Q not using them for petty nonsense? He's mostly time? using them
1: for petty
0: nonsense. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so the thing that's really throwing Picard, the puzzle that he is really struggling to figure out is that in the past, the anomaly is very large. And in the present, the anomaly is less big. And in the future, it doesn't exist at all. And I, a person who has encountered time travel nonsense, and encountered these things, and I was like, oh, so it experiences time the opposite. It's like Merlin. And it takes Picard a little bit longer to figure out that perhaps (laughs) this thing, as he is currently not perceiving time in a linear fashion, he's like, well, this thing is, though. There's no way
1: it's not. Also, they keep using the term anti-time. Very cool. (laughs) No notes. (laughs) Yeah, Ian, a man who loved Tenet, uh, is very into this episode. Uh
2: That's what I I call (laughs) it. I'm talking about temporal
1: energy and shit like that. Hold on. Stephen's going to say something awful.
2: That's what I call it when uh, I'm feeling particularly femme on a day, and I hang out with my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! Did you
1: make him call you auntie.
2: Yeah, no auntie, auntie time. Auntie time. Oh, it's auntie time.
1: Boo! <laughs> That'd be good to say if you say like an accent, like you're from like the old country or whatever. What old country? Like an eastern, a vague Eastern European accent.
0: No, 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 no. You do the Brad Pitt, <laughs> Meet Joe Black, Come uh, Jamaican accent. We
2: love any time. Brad Pitt, Jamaican?
0: Yeah, and, and, gotta and watch meet, meet Joe, Joe Black
1: sometimes. And Meet yeah. Joe I, Black I, I where he guess plays I death. Do. Dude, you gotta watch him get hit by a car. I've seen him get, him get hit by a car. Hit. That's all I know about that movie. Is oh, that movie is insane. Cars. I used to confuse that movie with Joe Somebody all the time. What's the Joe Gorilla movie? Mighty Joe Young,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, another one to get it confused with. Good, I also thought. I
2: also thought that you were talking about a movie about a gorilla when you said <laughs> Joe Black. So,
0: um,
1: where are we? Oh, yes. Anyway,
2: uh, so so time
1: anomaly
0: with inverse t- tachyon pulse beams. Cool yeah. phrase. Listen, yeah. you gotta understand, Travis. It's so, not that you're. Th- it's not that you're shooting the bullet. It's that you're catching it. Here's
2: yeah. the here's the, here's the problem. Here's a problem that I'm finding with this is that we cut directly from a scene where Q is like, you caused the anomaly. An- anomaly. The anemone. Um, you caused the sea anemone. Uh, correct. The sea anomaly. Um, you caused the anomaly and then we cut directly to a scene where Picard's there and is like, we have to attack, we have to scan it with our tachyon pulse. And I'm like, now... You've had seven seasons of this. Seven seasons of this shit. Somebody tells you that you caused it, and you're like, oh, gotta make an action at the anomaly. That's the thing that... Co- that's obviously going to be the thing that causes it, you fucking... Yeah,
0: but maybe him not doing it would be the thing that causes it, you know? Because that's what Riker says
1: later. Fair enough. Riker. I said no, Riker. No, but he has to, right, no, he has yeah, to do initial, something. His initial plan is do like, do should something. I fucking fucking like, lock myself in a room? And then they're like, no, we have to proceed as normal. I guess. Though I guess also, though, Q is less like you caused the anomaly and more like you're going to cause
0: the destruction of humanity. Yeah, I'm going to be Q. vague about it.
1: Q so anon- you feel like m- you second guess everything
0: you do. Q anomaly. Q anomaly. Yes. Q anomaly.
1: Do you think, is this who Q
0: is? Is that what this is? Is that the joke we should have been going for the whole time? Well,
2: I've actually purposefully not made that joke like six times. Yeah, it seems too obvious.
1: Every time My brain's like, that's Q.
2: Oh, that's Q. Oh, that's
1: Q. Yeah, I don't know. I mean the real people behind QAnon like um the fucking I can't remember their names. We know who they are. They're, the they're two, like, they're like we're, they were like we should two, stop this. Ron whatever his name is is like the most annoying man I've ever seen. Um and I feel like Q would be so it kind of does fit. You yeah. know what's really We know, cool we know on who this did stuff. it
2: and they were like I'm done with this. I I'm stopping.
1: But the people who believe it are like, ah, moving on. It's not them. Yeah, they built an image. You know what? It's just like Batman and the whole
0: whole thing about if you can be a symbol, something bigger than a man. Uh, You know what was really cool in this episode was when Q took um, Picard back 3.5 billion
1: years in front of the fucking primordial soup and was like, that's what you come from. That's wild. (laughs) And somehow it was disrupted by the anomaly, which I'm still unclear of. Like, here's an amino acid is about to be made. And then... Isn't at one point I was like, "Is this God? Is that what this? Is? What is happening?" I like when you said, "Pray to whatever God be- you believe in that they have mercy on your soul or whatever before f- floating away at a stupid throne." Uh, that not
2: stupid. I have been talking <laughs> <not> about. <laughs> I love that throne. <laughs> oh, um, what is it called? The theory of what is it like? Whatever genesis. What is Relativity. the fucking word for it?
1: What parthenogenesis? is parthenogenesis? No. No. It Uh, I I, genuinely I can't I know what you're talking about but I can't remember what
2: it is whatever whatever word that is that I I like said it last week because for whatever reason for whatever reason that's something I already talked about this week before I watched this (laughs) and it's just one of those things where I'm like why why having primordial soup convos. Why am I having so many primordial soup? I actually have to know what the fuck this
0: word is called. Or this would you eat is. the primordial soup? Would you drink the primordial <laughs> soup? Travis wouldn't because it's soup.
1: Travis <laughs> I <was> wouldn't because <laughs> it's soup. That's the thing I would stop, stupid. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd maybe use it as a dip. Totally lame. <laughs> eat or drink. Saying this about the primordial soup from so, which... Amino acids are the food.
2: <laughs> now, I know... I, so I didn't really worry about it because Q's, like, not a person but uh i'm pretty sure it would be at like some insane temperature like the first the first amino acids formed at some insane temperature so yeah. like you know you couldn't actually drink the primordial soup i guess you could i take. Could. We, couldn't really li- yeah, oh, we couldn't really live oh you're you're built different
1: we'd <laughs> have trouble even just so breathing saying, the air on earth listen. 3.5 billion years ago if i understand correctly some say that I'm like you know I
0: I I'm built different, and I know that there are those people who were cast down for their hubris for challenge of the gods. But I'm not like them. I'm better than them. Maybe even better than the gods.
2: <laughs> what is that a reference to?
0: It's just a tweet. All sorts that I of really things. Love. Yeah, but it's just specifically that part where it's like I'm better than them. Maybe even better than the gods. Yeah. It's not.
1: It's not a tweet. It's every Greco-Roman myth. <laughs> or, it really is that. that. Yeah, I would not eat the soup. Um, because that would cause the destruction of all. Th- I would cease to exist if I ate the soup. I think that is a big problem there. Um,
2: it's such an obvious word. It's such an obvious word. It's literally it's like. Something Latin biogenesis? R- no, no, I have no, I have it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Give me, give oh, me it's one. Biogenesis? No, no, give me biogenesis? No, 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 but no, but you know Latin roots. Oh, <laughs> no, a, no, no, no. It's like a no, yeah.
1: That was an album by the Turkish death metal band Burial Invocation from a few years ago. That was good. So <laughs> that's a word I know. Death metal English is very useful for like picking up some stupid fucking phrases without a knowing is, what they mean. A just means not. Ian <laughs> left the room. But <laughs> <laughs> it had great riffs. <laughs> it was in my top ten of that year.
2: Anyway, a just means not bio just means life, and Genesis means creation, so yeah. it's like yeah, you know, we're creating life from not life a bio we all we all we all can get there,
1: yeah, um, where were we in the show? <laughs> it says our erstwhile <laughs> steward of this podcast has <laughs> went to get a drink <laughs> do I have a drink Let's see if I have a drink this see, is basically yeah this would disrupt the formation of life uh at yeah. all. Uh, so you gotta get rid of the anomaly that you created or yeah, humanity yeah. never exists in the first place.
0: And so, yeah, it's like, oh shit, my orders have caused it to appear. And so, um, this is where data and Geordi are like, it's an anti time rift, which is cool. <laughs> and, uh, they're just like, oh, the only way to stop this is, uh, we have to have all the enterprises flying to the center of it and create a static warp shell. They throw out so many wild terms in this episode oh. that are just like so casual. Yeah, static warp shell, anti time rift. Oh my god, they said stati-
2: static warp shell so many times in the span <laughs> of like two minutes. They're just like, static warp shell, maintain <laughs> the until static you know what warp shell. I need you to create a static warp shell.
0: Static warp shell. Yeah, and so it's just like, because we have uh- to fly into the center of that which
2: and is also a uh, an album by a turkish death metal band that it might be. from a few years ago.
1: There's enough sci-fi themed metal bands that I'm sure the phrase static warp shell is somebody's song title somewhere. I like the way that they show Picard
0: traveling through the time and it becoming less and less discordant for him and him more and more understanding and adjusting to it where it is the thing where like you know, in the first, it was this, very jarring when he would go. And then it's just, like, happening real quick, almost at his control as he moves through the spots to issue the orders and control. He's saying phrases command.
1: that then, like, bring him into the next, that are then heard in the next timeline. Yeah. yeah like, he is carrying cool one solid,
0: yeah, it's cool. It's cool to do that. And it's done well, and it's very good. And of course, this episode won yeah. a Hugo. It deserved it.
1: But again, with the past people, he has to be like, I'm about to say the most insane shit you've ever heard in your life, and you guys don't know me, and I just took over your job. I'm your boss now, and we need to fly into the center of that thing. It might kill us all, but you yeah. have to believe that I'm doing this to save humanity. I know you just met me, and we were just going to do like a normal like exploration mission probably before, but now we all have to die, uh, or everyone dies. And they're like, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, this episode was directly name-checked by the Lost Riders as a major inspiration on the constant episode, which should come as no surprise.
2: Hey, guys, if we were in space and I was like, we need to drive into the anomaly, and you were like, why? And I was like, you just got to trust me. You're the best crew ever. Would you do it?
1: No. Yeah. I would absolutely have been like, this is an absolute lunatic, and I am abandoning my post. <laughs> like, I yeah. think is probably what, I mean, I guess you're, on, you're stuck there either way. You can't get off. But yeah, I would not have trusted uh, this version of Picard,
2: Jean Luc Pierre.
1: But yeah, so we see the uh, yeah the orders being uh,
0: relayed to each of them, and then each ship suffering catastrophic damage, and then Q tells appears and tells the future Picard that all good things must come to an end, as that one explodes, and then uh, he's P- Picard is right back in the uh, the uh, the courtroom, and it's just like standing in front of Q, who's like, great job thinking across multiple timelines. You really crushed that puzzle. You na- now you're thinking non-linearly. You're ready to, you know, uh, move on. You can- humanity can still evolve. And, and Picard is just like, oh, yeah, we can keep exploring the universe. And he's like, oh, buddy, it's going to get so much bigger what you're about to explore. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Stop thinking so
1: small. Yeah, universe. Wait do you see what comes next. Yeah, he turns the camera and then is like, "See further explorations of the universe on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. <laughs> no, that's still exploring the universe.
0: And actually, Deep Space Nine is less exploring the universe. On that's the one that's station, on a space station. Yeah, but he's just like, uh, yeah, the anomaly has been stopped, and, and uh, Picard withdraws from the. Uh, the uh, he gets to leave the courtroom, and uh, and Q is just like, "See you out there," and uh, he returns back to the present. In fact, he returns right to the exact moment where he saw him come running out. Earlier and ask what day it is. Uh, now he has learned, of course, that he has a uh, potentially incurable disease that will uh, rob him of his mind, and he's being told this by his doctor slash lover mm-hmm. or whatever their relationship is. Complex relationship, Beverly Crusher. And my understanding is the follow up series, of Star Trek Picard, that airs on or aired on Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, dealt with that, and the way they dealt it is they gave Picard a robot body at the end of the first season, so or something like that. Is the and then also he has a son with with Beverly Crusher that he doesn't yeah. know about?
1: Yeah, is so I might understand that the disorder that he has is what caused him to be able to solve this problem no. in the first place. No, 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 I don't know, no, so no, no, no. the uh,
0: no, not at all. Q did it, no, he right. Didn't. The continuum Q did. did
1: the nonlinear thinking, yes he did. yes he, yes, he did traveling through time is Q yeah, but he does really like, have some other mental thing that could in theory cause him to feel some sense of like it's time not, it has nothing to do
0: with temporal things, it will just cause him to be crazy okay. he has non specified i 'm insane disease
1: ah uh, yes, a classic yes,
0: uh his brain will deteriorate is what he will have he has he has space he has space dementia. <laughs> Yeah. He steamed um, or whatever.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to watch out for him. He's got space dementia. But the thing about it is that... Um, and that's kind of what helps them confirm that he is telling the truth other than the part where they scan his brain and he has two days worth of memories that they didn't before. <laughs> that's an that awesome thing
1: explanation has. for what's going on. <laughs> that
0: rule, <laughs> You remember oh shit, too many ben. things. It's like contact where it's like, like yeah, it was only static <laughs> on the recording. I mean, it was 48 hours of static and you were only gone for 10 seconds, but... Um, But yeah, and uh, but Crusher also is Beverly Crusher is just like, oh, yeah, you have the you have like, you know, whatever small thing that could indicate this and, uh, you know, kind of buys into the thought. And the other important thing to note is that um, the weird thing that happens with all of this is that things that were happening in the past weren't uh, impacting uh, the present or future timeline because he would be able to talk to someone like you know, counselor Troy who was on it and she had no memory of any of the things that were happening. So it was like existing across three parallel universes. Yeah. seems more than that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think I have the brain power to comprehend what Q is doing is really what it is. Um, There's also like the
1: question of like, if they were caught, if them looking for the anomaly is the cause of the anomaly, then how did they find it in the first place? It's a closed loop, right? Basically until he breaks it.
2: It's a, parad- it's a paradox. So, no, it's yeah. a closed loop. It's the opposite of a paradox. They say it's a paradox, but it's not. It's the opposite of that.
1: Well, I guess
0: it's paradoxical because from their perspective, it's traveling backward through time.
2: I guess. I don't know. But it's like it's like he caused it, and it caused him to cause it.
0: Yeah. Also. Yeah.
1: Right. It's like He, he solves it. it.
0: It's over. Um, and uh, no and he comes... And he comes to terms with the fact that he might have that disease. He might not. I mean, that's 25 years from now is what he kind of says. He's like, I've got a lot of life still to live. To be honest, got a lot to, do. to be
2: honest, if somebody was like, here's your life 25 years from now, I'd be like, whoa, I'm alive in 25 years. Look at that.
0: <laughs> Steven starts living <laughs> even more recklessly.
2: Yeah, baby. Steven in clubs. i going to die until 20. 2048. And I will oh make God. it to my
1: mid-50s. <laughs> it's just I, I, just start,
2: I just start jumping off everything. What what are some drugs I'm I haven't tried? I'm never gonna
3: die uh, should, for the next twenty five years.
2: No, I would have to know that I was in some sort of state of, you know, being okay before I started really living recklessly. Because there's a lot of forms you, you of briefly, life that are you, not...
0: you briefly glimpsing twenty forty eight and being like, "Who went to the Super Bowl this year? Who went to the Super Bowl this year? Who went to the Super Bowl this year?"
1: Oh my god! Oh no, imagine it's the Dublin try- antlers me- from Madden when you relocate a team. <laughs>
2: Imagine me trying to hold on to that information for twenty-five years. Being like just writing it down on a piece of paper and then being like, okay, it's it's uh okay, it's the um Silver City uh Jackalopes and the London uh haberdashers okay super bowl super bowl <laughs> wow, so silver 65. city in the
0: next in the next 25 years is going to balloon in population since in the 2020 census it was only nine thousand. i was gonna people. say
1: it's like the, the uh the wichita dolphins because miami will not be a functional city by 2048 <laughs> uh, okay, they yeah. had to move as far inland as they could
2: why did i pull silver city new mexico what is that place? I, don't, I don't
1: know i think of it <laughs> is that where uh kid nation was filmed Maybe I went there. I don't know. I don't uh, it's know.
0: um, uh, it's because it's the finish line in Rat Race. That's it. <laughs> 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 That's why it is. That's hundred percent why.
1: R.I.P. Steve Harwell. <laughs> yeah, this is this is our oh my tribute God, imagine,
2: episode. B- imagine being in Silver City and being like, well. It's just like every day somebody's like, hey, we just wanted to go to the finish line. Every day. You think every
0: every day. (laughs) The damn rat race tourists are here again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're always walking around going, I'm weaning, I'm weaning. Shut the fuck up.
3: Yeah,
2: just a bunch of Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bean stands. I mean, I know he's not actually playing Mr. Bean in that movie, but he basically. Is. I um,
0: d- <laughs> Steven, I I got to tell people about your Mr. Bean giant piano dream over the <laughs> week, and they were del- they were delighted.
2: <laughs> it, was, it was one of the best dreams I've ever had.
1: That's my favorite kraut Rock band that did a lot of film soundtracks. Is Mr. Bean Dream? Loved and what they that's did for Star theme. Trek. <laughs> Well, no. First, he sits down at
0: the poker table that, or the poker game that's been happening for ages. I love that data has like, the stupid visor on that poker players wear. <laughs> you know, you know, if you're dealing, you have to have the visor. I'm sorry, it's just the rule. It's rules. such
2: a good idea. No, it's such a good idea. Like, why wouldn't the person who wants to be a human do the yeah. like non-practical, silly human things every chance that he gets? Like, it's such a good characterization.
0: If this was an ABC series, we, you would definitely have gotten uh you would have gotten data at Disneyland with the fucking
1: ears. I like that they don't try to like come up with like a fake card game from the future that they play. They're like no, it's just five cards stud <laughs> yeah, also play good poker, poker <laughs> is eternal <laughs> like. <laughs> They're
0: not playing sabak or whatever shit (laughs) in Star Wars and and stuff like that. (laughs) They're just like the one that's like like
1: the one that's like Stratego, but the pieces are like holograms or whatever that they do. Yeah, they're just playing fucking Star Wars.
0: I do like that people are like, "Oh yeah, it's like in four D chess," and I was like, "No, it's not. Chess already takes place in four dimensions. Time is an aspect of it." Uh, Anyways, um, no, they uh, yeah they sit down to play poker, and then uh, Picard shows up for the first time, and they're all like, "Is everything okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just thought I'd finally." play and then he gets really teary-eyed and emotional because he's like i should have done this ages ago and they're all kind of like yeah the best time to have joined us was seven years ago when the series started but the second best time to join us is right now and they're all a family and they love each other Woohoo. and that's sweet and nobody dies in this episode which is cool like very low body counts for the space
1: show not, not a lot of dead people I think adding again to its utopian philosophy of like it is not about that kind of shit and like getting through conflict it's about overcoming it or whatever and the possibility of more may we all aspire to live in this world
0: nope and um, yeah that was Star Trek the next generation the next generation that was Star Trek the next generation we'll have to do all
2: the rest of the shows because that's you know
0: Enterprise will be next of course because we got to do the weird one the prequel t- one first.
1: Is the Orville still running?
0: <laughs> yes. I did learn uh. this. It came up because when it was on the um, fucking um, Friday Night Lights episode where I was like, where's Adrienne Palicki at these days? Oh, she's on oh, the Orville. Yeah. But that's not what uh, we'll be talking about next week. Um, uh, I'm, I, I made a vow and I intend to carry through on that. So next week we will be covering Dae jong Gun.
2: <laughs> oh, is it a Korean... Is it a Korean like
1: whatever you call them, K-drama? Yeah. It could be. We can take our best cool. guess at it. Who wants to who wants to tap in or do you both want to try with a minute
0: since all I said was Daejung Doom and the pauses can, that were occurring before were definitely because I was watching a pronunciation video. I can try. All right, Travis, tell me everything you think you know about Daejung goom starting now.
1: Uh, it's quite possible that Goon is the Korean version of the Good Doctor that Daniel Day Kim brought over here. So I'm just going to talk about the Good Doctor, which is the show where <laughs> Freddie Highmore does the autism voice, and then uh, it led to the, those memes that were going around for a while of him saying, "I am a surgeon." While Daniel Day Kim just like stared at him. That's all I know about the Good Doctor, which I know was an adaptation of a Korean show. So maybe it's this one, but I'm probably wrong. And that's time. <laughs> No, uh you are incorrect. I'm sorry to
0: bra- I am sorry to tell you that, but Daejung-geum is about do, someone in the medical profession. Uh otherwise known as and the name we'll be mostly using for the episode, but I thought it was funnier to do this. Jewel in the Palace, the K-drama series about a kitchen an orphan kitchen cook who goes on to become the first female physician of the king. That mm. sounds nice. This is by many accounts the origin point of the korean wave that now continues to sweep across the world the King of korean being, pop culture like, is this
1: from like a like a centuries ago korea or like of a in a uh it's um i mean we will cover all of that next week what am i doing okay yeah i guess we will cool um, maybe we'll get some yes. random korean listeners
0: and this is also one of those ones where i'm like because it's a different uh television or different way the television airs there i'm like it is one season but it is also 54 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Is so it'll I, uh, well, we'll okay it? I mean yeah. I think
2: that's probably fine yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: where where I was like okay. Um, but yes, we will talk about a program that averaged a viewership rating of 45% of the Korean population <laughs> next week. <laughs> High pressure stakes. So join us and uh, tell your friends, especially if your friends are like me and learned about this show because Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, because the main character is played by the actress from that. Shout out to Park Chan-wook. We're going to talk about you probably for a little while next week. I want to watch
2: Decision to Leave before then.
0: So um, yeah, watch Decision to Leave, uh, a movie that I think is a masterpiece and a movie that has one of my favorite Travis Letterboxd reviews. This guy went to the Jimmy <laughs> McNulty yeah, school sure, of, de- sure.
1: of detective
0: work. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was Star Trek's The Next Generation. That was, as you know, uh, shouts out to producer Matt always for your wonderful work. We can't wait to have you back. And I can't wait to subject you to, uh, you know, Italian television programs when you do return to <laughs> us. Steven, you want to bring us home? Pain. Pain. Pain.
2: Loneliness. Terrible
3: loneliness. Despair.